Shout out to Hispanics causing panics. Hispanics are causing panic, baby. Let's do it. Let me speak on this. Parale! Arriba la raza! All right, what's going on, everybody? How we doing? Welcome back to another episode of HCP Uncensored. I'm your host, G Funky Boxing. I'm uh, joined by uh, a few extra people tonight, and that's all good. Uh, my co-host, as always, D-Style Boxing of HCP, Raw Boxing TV of HCP, and we have a special guest here. Are we going to call you D, or do you want us to call you anything else? You can just call me D. This is my first time on social media. I don't put my name out there like that. So. That's, fine. that's fine. Yeah, whatever whatever you want, man. It's, it's all good. So want to say what's going on to everybody in the chat, and then we'll we'll get rolling Let's see who we got here. <laughs> Pinche LT. <laughs> what is this with this falling asleep stuff, man? I don't know where this is coming from, man. <laughs> I gotta take the feedback. Oh, oh, me, I yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe I need to wear, wear my gaffas again, bro, so they don't see my eyes and shit, you know? Uh, hey, Blood Boxing, what's going on, man? Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate you, man. Round one is here. Frank Yeager is here. He says Canelo runs Dallas. <laughs> and uh, leave it in the ring. What's up, Dave? Glad you're here. The GOAT is here. Andres Rodriguez is here. And, uh, yeah, man, let's, let's, let's get right into this thing. Puerto Rican rum as well. What's up? All right, so, D, uh, we had a conversation on Twitter. And, I can't, um, can you see me on live? Because I can't see you at all. Um, yeah, I'm frozen like still of you, but I can't see you. We're live on YouTube, but we're not frozen on our, our end, so it's your end. But but yes, we could see yeah. you. We can see yeah, you. We'll you just fine. Man, it sucks. I don't even know how I look on this. Hold on. If you if you don't mind, if you don't mind, turn your phone on the side. Flip your phone to the side so we can get you to, as a full screen. There you go. Yeah, just now. Is it working? You can see us now. I can't see nothing, man. Damn. We could hear you. Can you hear us though? I mean, you could. So well, I want to hear what I'm talking to though. I want to be able to look at y'all and you know. We're live on YouTube. Uh, D Chief Monkey Boxing. You can right, see go, all, all our beautiful faces there. All right, let's go. <laughs> all right, so we had a, a conversation about uh, new media and uh, mm -hmm. old media, I guess. Right. Um, so when we talk new media, I just want to make sure that we're clear on who it is we're talking about. Um. I associate new media with Dante's Boxing Nation, uh, Aki TV, Boxing Ego. Those are the guys who I uh, automatically think about when I think about new media. Is that the same for you? Well, for me, I think about everybody collectively. You know, I even think about showbiz. I think about uh, various group of people. I think about the, some of these UK guys out here. Um, I think you think it's referring more to LDBC when you're talking about the, the new media you're referring to. Um, well, just to, here's what I'll say. Dante has come out, you know, several times and said he's not LDBC for whatever mm -hmm. reason, although they do echo a lot of the same narratives. Uh, but he has come out and officially said, I am not LDBC. Uh, I have not heard Aki, Ego, um, or any of those guys say that they're LDBC as well. So, uh, but I get what you mean. I, and it's easy to relate those two. Um, I think I think with media, when I refer to media, I just think about uh, people that have, that have learned to take advantage of YouTube and put out their narrative 
new media might be someone I completely disagree with, someone I identify with. So new media as a collective is just uh, this YouTube movement. Um, even to an extent, you're new media to me. You know. Okay. Well, um, well, let's 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 uh, go into the conversation that we had then on Twitter. Uh, All right. It initially started with uh, you made a statement. You said that new media can never be as bad as old media because old media tried to take away Lomachenko's loss. So if you could explain well, I, that to I, us. I use that, I use that to highlight that as an example. So if you okay. go back, if you go back to the history of old media, old media tends to, uh, in the moment, they'll crap on a fighter. And then later on, years later down the line, they'll say, oh, they were a front runner. They did something new. But they'll, they'll shit on you initially, and then they'll, they'll try to glaze it over later. We can go all the way back from uh, even the earliest days of boxing. The term Great White Hope, that came from uh, boxing and, and, and people that were coming up to face guys like Jack Johnson back in the day. Right. You know, right. our old media also has a history, a long history of villain vilifying black boxers. Mm. You know, even if you go back to a lot of the nicknames were just terrible, you know. I hey, um, understand. Yeah. So it's something like rooted, it's something rooted in history, rooted in uh Something that's been gone so long, you still see elements of it. You take some of these great boxers um, of color, and if they're not tap dancing, shiny, uh, hood, if they don't have this stereotypical ignorant black narrative, then they don't really get to get that line like they should. So you almost have to fit the Adrian Broner narrative. You got to be shiny, Roy Jones narrative. You got to um, you got to show out and get into some stuff to, uh, and you got to be vilified a lot of times to be marketable as a black boxer. So it's, so it seems, you know, it's always the greatest Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali. Um, so if they if all had to be mind. a great villain, Mayweather, they all had to be great villains to be, uh, really on the upper echelons of being marketable because everyone had to, if I may, I just want to cut in a little bit. Um, okay. So what you're saying is that new media, although you said even we're new media, so I'm trying to understand here. Are you saying that new media, quote unquote, is required or was needed to give an alternative, to, you know, type of coverage for black fighters? Is that what you're saying? So not even just black fighters. Uh, a lot of times, see, the the guys you spoke of earlier, the boxing egos and all those guys, no one gets upset when they're covering a, a Mexican fighter getting screwed over. No one no one says, hey, don't say that. It only becomes a problem in certain conversations and in certain demographics. So when you're talking about a certain group of people, it's fine, but I've never heard anybody like complain about uh, somebody coming forward and saying some guy from Cuba was treated bad or some guy from Mexico is, is, is getting uh, screwed over in their contract. I remember some of these same guys that whose narratives get people upset. No one was mad when people were saying, yo, they're doing Mikey Garcia wrong. You know, so it always hasn't, it wasn't a really big issue 
until we the whole uh, Wilder Fury uh, situation. Uh, it wasn't that it wasn't that divided. Um, you had a lot a lot of people watching these guys before this situation, mm-hmm. and I believe after this situation, it'll even calm down still. But when I say uh, new media is necessary, um, you need to hear these stories that that you don't hear. You know, um, you have guys like, let's say Tank Beach's wife. You know, everyone's gonna know Tank Beach's wife. And but how many of you guys today heard about Sean Schwartz and him looking at ten years in prison? You know, um, I think we. As uh, combat athletes have a history of doing the same thing in regards to gender, but you have to like, you look at how old media reports and what they don't report depending on that person. We know what Mayweather was uh, when he had his situation, you know? Uh, we didn't hear a lot of coverage about Oscar De La Hoya and his situation with his ex. No, so know? how do you know about it? There's no coverage about it. How do you know? Yeah, his, his I, I know that happened. $60 million and... No, how knew. do you know that information and media never put it out? How do you know about that? It's there. Um, okay. It's a lot of things there, man. Like, you guys really didn't hear about Tom Schwartz today? Looking at 10, uh, 10 years in prison for all. How do you know about Tom Schwartz? Did, did Ego or somebody from New Media do an exclusive piece on that? Or did they get no, it no, from I, so with me, So with me, I'm a, I'm a big boxing fan. And I do watch Ego and these guys from time to time. But... My bread and butter is trading, trading uh, cryptos and trading stocks. No, no, so I, I have so much time to look at those things. So I I don't know if Ego or any of these guys did that story no, yet. No, but you, you just told us, did you guys hear about the Tom Swartz? The only reason you know about that is because someone in media, quote, unquote, old media. No, definitely not. That's the only reason you definitely know about not. it. I, I, literally got, I literally got out of work uh, probably – 40 minutes before getting on this call. I have not been had access to YouTube though. or anything. Break it down not for us. Where did you see the story? Uh, I want to say I saw it on a UK platform. I don't know if it was The Sun, the sun? or what. So is The um, Sun new media? Is that new media or old media? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. But when we come in, when it comes down to commentary and video feed, which, which, which is what most people go to for sports, okay. you don't really uh, – Modern modern day men in the in the demographic for boxing, they usually uh, watch watch ESPN, watch uh, something on YouTube, or but they don't really do a lot of newspaper reading. That's that's kind of some old school type stuff. Am I, am I, are you, would you guys agree to that? So, okay, well, so no, well, no, no, I don't think anybody reads a newspaper, but we do read online articles, but. So right, that's right. why it's important to get specific. I want to let it raw go, though. Go ahead, raw. So, so here's my um, hello. I'm raw. Um, so here's yeah, so here's the, the issue I'm having. I, I don't really care who's old media, new media, because to me, media right. is the same thing, regardless of who's reporting anything. That's to me. That's mm-hmm. that, that's uh, that's media. What I took a little bit of an issue was the way we try to relate the present with a very far past. And when I say var- very far past, we might be talking. You know, talking back to Jack Johnson, uh, as you stated yourself, right? Right. Uh, you said that, you know, people seem to only have an issue when black fighters are treated uh, or or they have to be a certain way with a certain ghetto that, that, to them. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and, uh, and, uh, Villa, you know, something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing what you said, but you agree that that's kind of like the line you were saying, right? So repeat that last part you said. I said that. 
usually the guys that get the lime are the ones that are showing out and, and meet a narrative and a stereotypical societal norm or something that they not even a norm, but something that is pushed in society overall. Okay. Okay. So nobody takes an issue. You said nobody reports uh, uh, Latino fighters doesn't get treated in the same way. Last I checked. No, I didn't say that either. I didn't say that either. That's not what I said. Well, would you I say said no one takes an issue when these new media outlets that are complaining about the Wilder Fury situation take up for Hispanic fighters that are getting treated bad mm -hmm. or other fighters of other races are getting bad. That's what I said. Okay. So, and it's true. If, if you see one of these guys you name taking up for a Hispanic fighter and saying, hey, this ain't cool. No one's going to complain about that. It's only when someone's taking up for a black fighter. Okay, I get what you're saying. Now, and, let me explain, and let me explain to you why. Because never have I heard a Hispanic or any other fighter, even including including 90% of the black fighters out there, mm -hmm. do the, the nastiness that the Deontay Wilder did. That's one. Let's start with that. Okay, okay. Okay, so now I'm going to mix everybody. Now, now I want to put black fighters with Latinos and everything. I have never heard a Latino fighter or an Asian fighter, or an European fighter, or even a, another black fighter talk about, after one defeat, my suit was too heavy. Um, my trainer spiked my water. Um, my opponent had uh, egg weights on, on, on his hands. Um, his knuckles were not properly in, 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 uh, in the glove. The hand wraps were not properly. I never heard a Bible of excuses out of the mouth of another person. So we don't take issue with Deontay Wilder's color. We take issues with the amounts of accusation without evidence to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt that he has given the public. And because he has given it to the public, now there's a bunch of maggot channels out there because every time you take a lie to, 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 to profit out of it, to me, you're, in wor you're worthless, right? So that's what I take issue with. That's what we take issue with. When we're going after Deontay Wilder, for some reason, for some reason, people automatically, well, they're going like that because he's not uh, because he's black. It's not because he's black. Because well, I, don't, I don't think I don't think people are saying it's because he's black. And me, I'm not. I for me, that stuff that's been going on all the COVID and all that. Screw the screw the gloves. Screw. I, there's things that I do know when it comes down to it all, and things that I do know, I want to focus on that because. We can talk about Deontay and, 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 and this this stuff until the sun goes down and comes back up. What do you do know then? Let's what go. I do know is, you know, we've had Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury has, has had a history of things. Correct. He's had to have his gloves adjusted and something's been off with his gloves in the <laughs> ring what on now? TV. And you and show me a boxer that's ever had that happen to them. Um, Till we know he, he's piss is dirty. Mm -hmm. um, even though we know he's not the cleanest guy in the game, I don't give a fuck about none of that. What I care about is just, hey, let's... The, the funny thing that comes to me, if I got a guy that I know I'm capable of beating and beating with ease, and I have what, a $30 million fight for a guy that's easy work, why would I go through all this trouble when I can make $30 million in 15 minutes? There ain't no bigger deal in town. You ain't gonna find one. I don't care who you are. So, so why don't you? I'm perfect him just making a fight. Fuck the arbitration. Just fight the man. Honor your word. 
Go with what you agreed to do. I just want to make sure I understand. Are you saying that he's scared to fight him a third time? Is that what you're saying? I never said he was scared to fight him. I'm saying what he okay. should do is honor his word and go forth with the fight. Hold on. He did honor and his word. And if it's an easy fight, that's even more reason to it. He did so, honor his word. And I would like to hear you guys tell me if you know you can whoop a motherfucker's ass and get $30 million. Hold on. Hold on. Are you going to do it? Or are you going to be like, no, I ain't doing that? I want to elaborate on that on on that previous one for a second. When you said you want him to honor his word, I'm here to yeah. tell you he honored his word. You know what his word was? I'm willing to fight within the stipulations of the contract. Contract expired, and because there was nothing related a pandemic in paperwork, the pandemic cannot be used as an excuse. Let me give you a perfect example outside of boxing. Let me give you a perfect example. Hold on. Let me give you a perfect example. You can laugh, but once All I right, get- I'm listening, I got to hear this. This is like. This is just like you. So don't listen. Like recycle. I don't okay, know. You said you're going to listen. So listen to him. Watch this. Right. Watch this. Uh, in soccer, there is a, a famous player that I'm pretty sure you've heard of. His name is Lionel Messi. Have you heard of him? Of course I have. Okay. Lionel Messi was promised by the president of his club that he would get to leave uh, after July f- as a free agent. Right. Um, what happened is the pandemic came and, uh, and the season came to a halt. And then the season came back after July, and Lionel okay. Messi was like, "Oh no, I get to, um, uh, I get to leave the club." And he was like, "No, no, no, you don't, you don't, you don't get to leave, uh, you don't get to leave uh, um, the club because the pandemic was not a part of the contract, or nothing about a related pandemic or any situation was a part of the contract." When they went to court with it, he was for he was ordered to stay in the club, and he's still in the club. Right, so, right. So, so. Unfortunately, I understand what you're saying from a, personal, from a personal point, but you got to understand that when it's business, it's what's in paper. That's what counts. Now, if the contract said in case of a world pandemic or a car wreck or anything that was to bring this fight to a stop outside of boxing, then the contract will, will need to be extended. Then I will be like, yo, I'm with you because it's on paper that if anything was to bring this fight to a stop from the limit of the contract, right? It's on paper. Now I'm with you. Now we got to extend this contract. We need to see this fight happen. Not only in October, huh? which they did. Mm -hmm. And uh, it wasn't the extension that was the issue. It was when it, uh, Deontay is ready to fight December. You know, so it wasn't October was a Deontay water issue. And they and Tyson and Camp, uh, uh, Tyson and company agreed to extend it to December, and then he was uh, Wad was ready in December. How do you know he was? Because they were supposed to fight. They were supposed to fight in December, bro. They were supposed to fight, but there was nothing ever, ever, ever done. So, so here's the that wasn't that that that, and that's why we're in arbitration. Because the fight not being made after the initial extension agreement mm-hmm. was not uh, Deontay and Wild and uh, Com- Deontay's camps fault. That wasn't. That wasn't. That wasn't because of them. No, no, I believe you're kind so, of that because also and- remember, Deontay Wilder was idle, silence in a cave. Nobody had heard from him until Tyson Fury said, "You know what? The time has passed. I'm gone." Now, now Deontay Wilder can take advantage of that situation. No, he, uh, he oh, okay, no, so that's he, not even true. Okay. What you're saying is not true. Oh, sure. You, okay. heard from, you heard from you heard from Wilder before 
Mm-hmm. Um, he said that. You heard from Wilder weeks up until where that fight was supposed to happen, and they're supposed what to get and all say? that. What did he say? So what he did... was ready to fight. He was ready to come back. He was ready for redemption. He told you that, or he said it in the media outlet? Uh, he said it in the media. Wait, where? Bro, I, I can't. I'm not a living Google. I'm not, I'm not a living Google, bro. I'm not a living Google. Is I it can't like, and I don't have this ring down in case questions. It's okay. I, I respect that. If you don't remember, it's okay. I respect that. But but I, I, I want to, what I want to get not, back to, if I may, just I well, want to get back to okay. this. Your, your comment about old media, because you got to admit mm-hmm. it's a very general, it's general as shit. It, it, it's just this. Old media made Loma, tried, tried to make Lomachenko's like lost go away. Can, can you elaborate on that? Because from my understanding, it was just ESPN on the screen. Yes, they had him undefeated. And yes, everybody, including old media, called him out on that. Okay. And they never showed that again when he fought. Teofimo, they showed the loss. Uh, you know, when he lost to Lomachenko, uh, I'm sorry, to uh, Salito, they, they talked about it on old media. It's not something that they covered up or something. I, I, have, a, I, have, a, I have a question. I have a question for you. No, no, I asked you a question. Can you elaborate you on that? Would you ask me? Okay, that's what I'm going to say. I'll elaborate on that. If you're an up and coming media guy, I'm just an average Joe. There is no way to a juggernaut. Uh, company like ESPN can that mistake be made? If me and you were putting on a Lomachenko pre-show or whatever, no one in this room would have made that mistake. But that's ESPN's a network, no one. not media. That's number one. They're they're a network, but they have some of the best sports experts. They have a they have an army of, of great thinkers, and they are a think tank. So, so Disney was behind. You think you think the great Disney, the company of I'm Disney, not was saying, behind, you know, I'm the, not this, like, trying to cover up. You're accusing him of trying to cover up a loss that the whole world saw, brother. You didn't too. Emotional. Everybody saw it and they covered it when it happened. Why would they be covering it up? I, I'm just saying, a lot of a lot of casuals ain't gonna know. But if you're comparing, like, I think everything's messed up. Not just the the loss. I think comparing him to Mayweather. And said, oh, maybe he can beat Mayweather and all this stuff. What's a big deal about that? I mean, we, all, we all know, we that all know that's true. impossible. Yeah, we should we know, know that's impossible. True. But that's yeah, what me, I mean what, when I say the narrative. Mayweather's impossible? Lomachenko beating Mayweather ain't happening in a cold day in hell. Um, but, but you but just when you have the audacity to take a guy that declarated and compare him to a guy that's 12 and 1. Hey, brother, I took the issue with Mayweather comparing himself to Ali. I'm not done. I'm not done. That, Ali was, he was comparing himself uh, to Ali and Robinson. He don't. He can't touch them. So, so why are they comparing him to Mayweather? It's not a big deal, brother. It's not. It is a big deal because it's it's offensive. It's not a big deal to you. It's not offensive. It's okay. It's okay for it not to be a big deal to you. So but yeah, some people don't like that. That's offensive to you. I find it. Yeah, kind of, absolutely. Here's what I'll say. Here's absolutely, absolutely. That's that's pure okay. blasphemy to say that out of your mouth. Yes. So here's, so here's what I say. I find it kind of funny that a few moments ago you you said, whoa, to D-Style, whoa, you're getting just a little too emotional on me. But here you are saying that it's blasphemy when when they compare and actually getting mad and taking issue with I'm the not, f- I'm not even getting mad. But I'm just saying, like, it's ridiculous. Or taking a huge issue uh, to the extent of calling it blasphemy to say that that when, when, when an, a media outlet that's in charge of selling an image Right. It's comparing a fighter to Mayweather. My whole thing is this. 
is it blasphemy when Mayweather says he's better than Sugar Ray Robinson? Yes, that that's blasphemy, and I don't see you getting mad about that. I, I feel like that's that's oh, a closer oh, comparison oh, than oh, a Lomachenko Mayweather comparison. What makes you mad? Oh, what makes you mad is that Lomachenko is not black and Mayweather is. That's a lie. I, I that's an absolute no, lie too. No, no, no. Yeah, I, that's a lie. But I, wait, what makes me mad is that a guy with with a twelve and one record how can is incredible. How can a question? Hey, brother, be- a lot of things make me mad in life. Okay, comparing on uh, a current boxer to you know you know a boxer of the past does it doesn't make me mad. Okay, I mean I, I think that's a, a stretch, isn't it? To get I, mad, I what, what what has Loma Loma spent like a, a great deal of his an- amateur career beating up little kids, bro? But baby. he's highly that he gets praised for that. My weather's my favorite boxer. He, he when he was fighting amateurs, he was grown. Look, and he was fighting people my son's age. Hey, Mayweather is my favorite boxer, and I've never taken issue with anybody saying they can beat Mayweather. You know why? No, because- I haven't. I haven't. I didn't say that. I didn't well, take issue with him saying that. Absolutely not. I don't know. I'm saying. But I just don't think the comparison is own, man. You got to earn your strength in this game. But you're taking zero versus twelve and one. It, that's not. It's not earning strikes, bro. Hold, hold on, though. Hold on. But listen to what you're you're missing the point here. And you're making it a color thing, and it's not. I, I didn't make no color. You said that he's like, I'm upset because they're sending it about a white guy, and that's completely false. No, we never said white guy. That's in your said. mind, brother. He never said that. You could run back to the page. Hold on, D. And as a matter of fact, not only is that what you said, what I that's did. That's not what I said. Hold on. All I did was ask you a question. So how can a question be a lie? I said, do you take issue with the conspir- con- con- comparison to Mayweather, or is it? The fact that one's black and the other one isn't. That's a question. That's not no. a statement. So a no, question. My, my, yeah. I, take a, I take offense to the 12 and 1 record, bro. And um, okay. you have guys that are, you got guys that are, are more accomplished than him. They okay. don't get that comparison. No one is, look, let me tell you something, brother. Nobody here, okay, is going to argue with you that Mayweather has a better legacy than Lomachenko. No one is debating that with you whatsoever. Yeah, my, my, my don't, only issue don't agree is with that. <laughs> you, you kind of stayed in that point. Like I take the same issue when they compare Mayweather to Robinson and, and Ali, but that's not here nor there. Okay. But what I don't want to do is is dive too deep into this because I want to concentrate right. on the new media thing. That's why. That, we're, that's, and that's where we're at. And, and right. we went to okay. like left and never, never. Well, left. No, no, no. Well, well, it's it's okay. if it goes left, it goes left. But we can always get back in the main road. It's all I wanna, good. I want to ask him something now. I want to ask him something now since. Since we're on the new media topic now, you you do like Dante's boxing nation though, right? You watch him, you subscribe to him. Um, I watch a lot of people. I watch I watch a lot of people. Point blank, period. Um, no, no, but, but I you do watch, watch some people, Dante, right? but I'm not like I watch I watch a little bit of everybody. I watch Showbiz. If you watch okay, Showbiz, wanna, you know, uh, Showbiz goes completely against. I want to uh, play you a clip. I want to play you a clip here from Dante, and I want to know, get your thoughts on it. So, okay, let me know, let me know if you can hear. It. I'm gonna play it for you. Here you go. Another reason why we know that that's a knuckle and not the palm of his hand, because if you've boxed before, then you would know that when you put wraps on, your whole palm is covered. You're not going to see skin. You're going to only see the color of the wrap. Hmm. Do you agree with that statement? Or that claim, I should say? What I agree with is I, I'm not, I, I can't I can't really say yeah or nay to that statement. You know, that's a small clip. 
Um, I believe in those photos, though, especially when everyone said, no, they're Photoshop. Those aren't real photos. If, if you don't mind me I'm asking you, I just, want, just really quick, and I'm going to let you continue, but can you tell me, can, can you kind of elaborate on us? What did Dante say there? What is he What is he insinuating or saying in that statement that you heard? He, he's insinuating that his hand is lower in the glove, uh, similar to something that he caught got caught doing in a live fight. He's insinuating something that he's actually done in the ring before. That he's actually done in uh, the no, ring? No, no, but, but okay, let, yeah. let me help he him out. A, okay. The ref had to he's... stop the fight, and he had to get his glove no, no, whoa, 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 whoa. I just want to talk about that one statement really quick, because actually in that fight, from my understanding – his corner told the ref, hey, there's something up with his glove. Let's replace it. But that's, a different that's not what happened. The but, ref but, grabbed, no, no, whoa, whoa, grabbed the glove. Anyway, let's say that didn't no. happen. That okay, did not well, happen hold like on. That whoa, whoa, whoa. Can you stop for a second? Let's say that didn't happen. It's irrelevant. Dante okay. Boxing said, this is what he said. We know it's the knuckles because we know that the palm is covered by tape. Okay? Is that a factual statement? Are all palms covered I, by tape? Listen, um... I came here to talk to you guys. I'm not Dante. I can't speak for Dante. Y'all need to get Dante on the mic. Nobody's not I can't hear you, Dante. Your understanding is what I'm asking you. I told you what I thought. I told you he was insinuating that no, the glove you. wasn't. Huh? I, no, I just asked you if you agreed with, with that claim that when, when, when any fighter gets their hand wrapped for a fight, that the whole palm is covered. That's all I asked I you. I am not. I'm not. That is not my level of expertise. So I am not a glove expert. You? I don't do that for a living. Okay, so let's just let's okay. do this because this is what we do on ATP. We educate. So so go ahead and educate them, Jeff. I'll tell you this, man. Every time, and I mean every time, you see a fighter get his hands wrapped for a fight, the palm is always exposed. Every single time, we could look at photos of just about any fighter. We could look at Deontay Wilder after a fight and he has his gloves off. The palm is exposed. It's a false narrative, is what Dante was trying to create there. So I have a question. You brought mm -hmm. me up here. We we discussed what the topic of the conversation was going to be. Now you got me up here speaking for Dante's Boxing Nation. No, I'm not telling no. you to speak for. No, I'm just asking you to say that. I asked you multiple times what the subject matter is going to be. I'm explaining. I'm going based on what we said. We we're going to talk about. Now I'm up here identifying with another brother. When maybe y'all should get in. Y'all should have a single words. You got me speaking for a man and agreeing with a man. And well, me, what, me, what part of the game is that? Let me ask you this. Let me ask stop you this. Like, bro, stop acting like we're victimizing you. We're like we're attacking. We're not doing any of that, bro. I'm getting. Okay, we're not I got that. multiple people coming coming at me from all sides on something we didn't even. We weren't. That's not even the topic of the conversation. Well, I'll the tell you this: a general topic, bro. Like, what, what do you mean? Uh, I'll tell you this, man. I can't answer I for Dante's boxing nation, bro. I'm not. I'm I can't not answer for anybody on Black Media Row. I can only answer for me. And what I'm, I not I'm not asking you to speak for Dante. I just asked you if you agreed with that claim that he made. That's it. I didn't say I agree that, the, that I agreed that something was up with those gloves. I've never I've, I've been watching. I'm not a like I said, I'm not a hand wrapping expert. I those gloves. I should not be able to see the outlines of his fingers. And if you look at the argument saying that was Photoshop and they had to go to prove that that photo was real. Um. You if, by saying that that photo is photoshopped and everyone putting that out there, they obviously agree that something is inherently wrong with that glove because they wouldn't have been saying that. And then when they found out that the pictures were actually legitimate and certified, they steered the narrative. 
you know why uh you know why uh first of all um to go nobody well, at least i never said that that most of the pictures were photoshopped the reason you were seeing those lines on the glove um one is when you take a leather glove with padding in it and you squeeze it in between the arm don't shake your head no you don't know what i'm going to say is you're going to uh, you're going to wrinkle the leather that's one Right. You're going to create some top, some type of wrinkle in there, some type of wave effect. We've seen it on, on the Charlo brothers and the Ch uh, uh, Jamal. Charlo. We've seen okay. it. We've seen it. Uh, um, uh, I believe uh, on a fight with Sean Porter. It's a frame by frame action. I can go through every boxing match frame by frame frame and I can find you similarities in every single boxer's glove throughout the entire fight and the, and the loose glove situation. Oh, there you go. Uh, well, he can't see it. G, uh, he can't see it. Uh, uh, G Funky. Remember, oh, he can't see it. I can't see y'all talking to me. Yeah, he's no, not going to be able to see that. He's not going to be able to see that. And another thing is the loose glove, the slapping, and all of those. And all, I can show you. I can show you pictures of a lot of slick boxers that do it. I can show you pictures. I, of I know. I know. Canelo does does that for a fact. I, I know. Uh, there's guys that do that. But I, I need you to show what I what I, I need you to show me. Is a is a photo of any other boxer, mm -hmm. any still, any you could just show me, show me a, a legitimate we photo wish you, we of wish anything you. similar that of that uh, still of any of that in boxing history. We wish you, you show me that. We wish you could see us so that you could see that the pictures. Yeah, I could, I could show you, but you can't see the screen. So I can't see shit. Okay, I, I know well, that's I'll, why. I do this then, man. I'll send you the but, link but back, the email. But, but back to what I was saying. Shoulder. Back to what I was saying is I don't care about none of that. If you can, if you think you can beat the man, or you, or you know you can beat the man, just fight him. Why? Why does it have to come to this? We shouldn't even be arguing about this shit. They should have had the fight. Somebody should have got they. They should have got their money, like old school folks did. Go get the fight. If you whoop his ass again, whoop his ass again. Get your thirty mil, and go fight Joshua. Whoever wins. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know we have to complicate this because it becomes almost like a gossip session. I'm not. I got too much shit going on to be uh, that complicated about. Uh, I just want to see the fucking fight. All right. I, I want to see who wins. And if if, if it's, it's supposed to be a trilogy, COVID was a black swan event that no one could have predicted. It's like the sky falling and going, and then we go, oh, screw that. We didn't count for the sky falling on that. Just make the fight happen. I don't care about the riffraff. I don't. I don't care. Correct. You can beat them. Beat them. Neither do I. You know who does care? The 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 people that are going to hold you responsible for what's on paper, and that's where you have to make the separation. One is our opinion as boxing fans, because just like you, I want to see a fight. But then the other one is, as a boxer, you make certain business move, and then you're only obligated based on what's on paper. That, that's just it. I mean, you move stocks, you trade, you you. Do I, would, I wouldn't turn away from walk away from thirty million dollars when I don't have shit else to do, and I don't think anybody would come and sense what he. No, nobody that's, does. That's common sense. He's, brother, I mean, he's getting ready to fight he's for a lot of money right now. Brother, what do you mean he has yeah. nothing to do? Undisputed right now. What what's the fight date? And where's it's the venue? That's not being worked on right now. Are they out of arbitration? Has it been ruled? Okay, and Wilder hasn't fought either, so Fury not uh, fighting isn't anything. Uh, yeah. What we're saying is Hold on, has let me arbitration been ruled on or what? Has hold, hold on, but hold up though, hold up, hold up. One for the people saying they never seen a, a glove flap like that. 
I have footage of David Haney's flopping the, like that. Okay, so brother. anyone that I, wants something, all you gotta do is ask. But no, no, you're hold on, hold on. I'm addressing somebody in the chat. Hold on, brother. Hold on. Okay, I'm just addressing somebody in the chat saying they never saw a glove flop like that. Okay, but but this is what I'm saying. You're saying, hey, if it's so easy to do it, just do it again. Beat him again in the third fight. You know, if it's that easy, Fury, then do it. But what you're exactly. insinuating is, no, hold on, let me finish. What you're insinuating is, okay, that, that he's scared to fight him, that that's the insinuation because he cheated that second time, and this time they're going to check the gloves, they're going to check everything, okay, and they're going to make sure that the, the, no water is spiked. I don't know if you're saying that, but a lot of people are saying you that. You just said okay. I said we're that. Gonna make sure that none of that happens. You just said I'm, I'm gonna let you, that. I'm going to let you I talk. Well, look, look, you're going to talk after I talk, but let me finish. But don't you wait something I didn't say. No, 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 no. Okay, I, so I literally said you didn't say that, dude. <laughs> Just listen. You said I insinuated. I didn't. No, hold on. Can you just let me finish? I would have been finished already. Okay? Just listen hey, to what I'm saying. Hey, talk fair. All right. All right, cool, cool. After I speak, you will speak uninterrupted. It's all good. Okay? I literally said, I know you didn't say that about the spike of the water. Okay? I know that. I know you didn't physically. I don't know. I don't know if you believe that or not. Okay? But the belief is, okay? The belief is by some that Tyson Fury cheated, okay? And, and other than, if it's not, hey, if you have nothing to hide, if you didn't cheat the second time and you beat him fair and square like for real and legit, other than that, what are you trying to say? Like like when, when you make, like what are you insinuating? If it's not that, can you just answer that? I'm saying fight the man for $30 million. Why not? Why, uh, trilogy. <clears throat> What's the problem? If it's easy work, it's easy work. What I'm what I'm saying is, if it's if it makes logical sense, do, are, are you guys following me when I talk about logic? If something is easy to do and it makes monetary sense, why do you think good chance? I I don't just like I don't know why he's I don't I have no clue why he's not fighting him. And, it, and don't say because, oh, he's trying to go for undisputed. Like I said, I asked a question. It went unanswered. I asked you, is right. arbitration over yet? And then we, someone started talking about gloves and stuff and all, all right. that. I can't see who because I can't see. But all I asked you, is arbitration right. over yet? And did it rule in their, in their favor? We're not the promoters. We're not the promoters. We're not the lawyers. So we don't know that. We can't answer so that any of this. So when you say he's fighting for a legacy and he's about to have his fight, you don't know. You don't, know, you don't know. I don't know. We don't know. That's and you don't know why really fight. Well, let me, let me, let me ask him this. Let me ask him this. So, if arbitration is blocking Fury it's from not. fighting Anthony Joshua, then how come we haven't heard any news about Wilder's next fight with Fury? We have heard nothing from Wilder. <laughs> why is that? Because you have Hearn. Look, you got Hearn over here. Uh, you know, Hearn's a businessman. He and he's a, he's he's good at hyping stuff up. If you look at the whole water before there was a uh, water Fury, there was a water AJ, and we spent we spent a long time uh, speculating on this water AJ and uh, water giving AJ uh, fifty million and and it not happening. And so that's just kind of Hearn's nature. He's gonna uh, he's gonna what get that buzz going. That's that's who he is. But what did uh, what did Fury's father say? 
What do you Big mean? Father, you're talking about the IFL interview where he said that you know that, that nothing's been done yet. That's what you're referring to, right? But so that's, that's is IFL point. old media or new media? G, I, so I can see that. Uh, um, uh, here's the deal: arbitration will not stop this fight. That's that's one. Okay. Uh, the other one. The other one. Um, in the same sense that you're saying, you know, Fury, he should have gone and gotten this easy money, right? That, that's what yeah. you're saying, right? Correct, right? I agree. I, you know, okay, cool. So here's the deal. Do you agree? I just told you that's cool. That that's yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just literally said that. So here's the uh, the question: Why in the world hasn't Deontay Wilder gotten some easy money throughout this whole year? Because to me, Deontay Wilder has an easy fight with anybody outside of the outside of the top five of the heavyweight division. So in this whole entire year. We're 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 putting Fury's head on a platter because he's not trying to go after no easy money. Well, why haven't we seen Deontay Wilder not even on a training section? And I literally had this argument with a member of his team in my channel, right? Mm -hmm. Where all they can tell me is, "Oh yeah, we got the footages," but nobody's shown Deontay's missing. There's missing signs for him. Okay, okay. so he hasn't gotten after no no easy money either. What I'm telling you is not something I came up with. It came out of the mouth of somebody of his own team. Oh, I got a question for you real quick. Oh, I'll answer that. But there's nobody else Wilder can fight for that amount of money. One, Dillian two, let me, no, Dylan White, don't push. Get out of here with that. Two, um, oh. one person has his belt. Dillian White ain't moving no numbers like that. Don't nobody care about Dillian White getting knocked out by a 41-year-old man. Is Deontay Wilder? Is Deontay? Well, first of all, I'm going to stop you there. I haven't told you to get out of here and none of that stuff. Let, let's no, keep it. You're saying Dillian White is Hold an on. equal fight, and it's not. Here's my question. Right. Deontay, is Deontay Wilder going to make his guaranteed $20 million? Wait. I, I don't know. It, I just like told, you don't know about arbitration. I, I don't told, know if he's gonna make twenty million against Dillian. I just told you his guarantee. I just told you the answer. Is he gonna make his guarantee twenty million dollars against White? Yes, he's going to. So it doesn't matter if if, if Dillian White moves the numbers or not. Wilder's still gonna make his money. That's the easy money. Why? Okay, the difference between a Wilder White situation mm -hmm. and um the Fury AJ situation. Wilder believes that he's that's which is why we're in arbitration. Back to arbitration again. He believes that should be his next fight. Mm -hmm. If he feel if you feel like you've been wronged, you're not going to move on in between and all this crap. Mm -hmm. You're going to if the person that he's Wilder's the person that feels like he's been wrong in this situation. Fury's not the person that feels like he's been wrong. So if you feel like you've been wrong, there's there's something called principle. Most men have it. Most mm -hmm. men have like a code that they live by. Mm -hmm. So off the principle. It makes sense for him to, to wait for that fight. Okay, so you I'm glad you mentioned these, boys, these dudes are men at the end of the day, too. Let me go next. I got something to say. I, I, I want to say this. You, you just brought up the word principle when some people are men are principled. And I 100% I agree with you, okay? Don't get me wrong. I've been an advocate for the trilogy myself. These guys will tell you. I want to see we the wanna, trilogy. We want to okay. see it, too. But, but hold on to you, Funky. Please, don't, don't let me, make me lose my train of thought here. Okay, I want to see that fight. Okay, but I don't want to. As a boxing fan, I don't want to. I don't think it takes precedence over undisputed. That that's to me as a boxing fan. I understand the you know from Wilder's point of view, he could care less what we think. He wants to get his redemption. I get that completely. Okay, but 
even you said you have you have no idea if you're cheated or not. Even though you know we have a disagreement, I think you're strongly insinuating it by saying that. Well, why not just take it then? If it's such a piece of cake, then do it. And not only that, you brought up his cheating in the past and his questionable past too. So I have some you know circumstantial evidence to show that. But let, let's just say you know for whatever reason, let's say you're fury and you didn't cheat and they're accusing you of doing it, right? I'm gonna like you just beat this guy. Like, like you just beat a guy fair and square, and then he's accusing you of cheating and putting an egg weight in his glove and all this crazy stuff, right? Then a principal man's going to say, well, I ain't going to fight this dude no more. He's accusing me of cheating because I'm going to take a principal stance because I'm already a millionaire, and I have, another, I have other fights I could make millions in. I don't need Wilder to eat, okay? And you yourself said apparently Wilder needs him. Because he can't make that with White. But Fury has an option to make a big mega fight with Joshua. You bring an arbitration. The arbitration is stopping the fight that he wants to make with AJ. So to say that he doesn't want that fight would be ridiculous to say. Because he's going to make more money in that fight than a trilogy with Wilder. If it's about money. okay. But all I'm going to say is this. Can't you see from Fury's point of view? Taking a principal stance and saying... You know what? I don't want to fight a guy that's saying I'm cheating, that I cheated to beat him. You know, like, how about that? Can't you see it from that perspective? I feel like this. I feel like that's something they just settle. Um, it is dirty as much. And it, 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 it creates a good story, to be honest. It creates more interest. Because I don't think AJ Fury, um, why, if, if it does so great, if it's going to do something great, why are they trying to shop it in the Middle East? You know what I'm saying? Um, and two, <laughs> I feel like if there's an asterisk, if there's an asterisk in that fight, um, so, certain things don't sit well with me. And and that, uh, like I said, we neither we don't know for certain. You know, I feel like arbitration. These guys are gonna, uh, they're going to arrive to a decision, and whatever they go for, and whatever they agree to, then that's that that's legit. You know, I think everyone's is gonna. Lot's gonna simmer down. Let those guys decide it, but um, try to keep the distraction from it and to keep uh, claiming fights. And you know, I, Tyson Fury's father doesn't even doesn't even agree it's, it's gonna happen. So if that's his own father, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna take his word above any other promoter. And he went on air and said that you know so. I'm not going to – I'm just going to wait for arbitration. It makes more sense. I don't have the time and energy to try to say, oh, he should do this and, oh, he should do that. Let's see what happens. But, again, okay. I, okay. it would have been well, way quicker to take the $30 million fight and then fight Joshua. It would have been way well, quicker. Well, I'll say this before I let you go because we have uh, – in the second hour here, we have a debate that's going to happen uh, right. between two other people. But – um. You could come on again if you want to come on next week, or maybe we'll come on the weekend or something. I mean, there's a lot of fights okay, going okay. on now. Um, you can bring, you know, I know you you said there's funny things going on with Fury's gloves and things like that. Um, I will tell you this: go back if you watch this video, go back to about the 38 minute mark. I showed a picture of a glove that looked worse than Tyson Fury's glove in an actual professional fight. Uh, you can check that out for yourself. What and, fight um, was it? Honestly, I don't know who it was, but uh, there is pictures of it. You can't really see the person's face. It's it's on the glove, you know. The guy's, right, blocking, so, guy's blocking a punch with his gloves up, so you can't really see his face. Quick, quick question. We talked about multiple guys that uh, I wanna I wanna go through a list of the guys. You you know, we talked about that that kind of uh, 
pity pat jab that Fury does. I want to list the guys that that you. I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some real research and digging in. I want to I want to list the guys that do that similarly, and I'm going to try to find skills with all their gloves. I'm gonna okay. actually dig in and research this. Larry Holmes. Uh, you guys can too. If you can find it for me, that's great. Larry Holmes. I already got some, man. It's just you, you can't see the film? screen. I got video of guys gloves flopping around, but no, no, I mean like the sales where you can see every finger in their hand. Oh, oh! Before you go, I want to ask you this. So um, I, I'm I'm open to being wrong. No, no, I'm but not, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm I think you're making a great point, D. I think you're making a phenomenal point. You're talking about the glove, and I think I think you're right about this, right? Uh, yeah. You're talking about the glove where it's kind of trapped between the the bicep and the arm of, of Wilder, right? Is that the one you're talking about? Um, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of weird pictures. There's a lot the of, one of the four knuckles, right? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Isn't that crazy? Like you can see the four knuckles. Like that's crazy, right? You see everything. Um, like, what but do you think that is? Like, how do you think? Like, like we could see the four knuckles. Like, isn't that crazy? I just feel like the. I feel like it. You. I feel like gloves have to be really worn to do that. I don't feel right, like a right, fresh right, pair right. of gloves never used. Uh, people, uh, uh, some of you guys don't show up in the ring. I've never seen a fresh pair of gloves uh, <laughs> not have some stiffness to them. Yeah, I, I agree. Can I? Let can me tell I? You, the first time I saw that picture and I said, oh, my, like the four knuckles, bro, I, I, yeah. I, I was mad. But you know what I realized is that he took off the gloves and they were fully wrapped like the knuckles. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like completely wrapped. Like so it can't be the knuckles. Go to the fifty-minute mark when you watch. But, this. but you look, but look at look at how big the knuckles are, right? And then, but you can see his fingers. So the knuckles they're gonna okay. stick out, and you can, but you can see his fingers, bro. His, you can it's see where crazy, his fingers man. are, right? It's almost like your your hands not like in a C kind of position because of the way the wrap is done. But yeah, it's crazy. So well, I'll tell you what, man. Saying, like, his knuckles were. I, I agree, they were protruding out. Yeah, but. His, you can still see his fingers. The, the knuckles, that separation between the knuckles and the hand. You know, if you got your your knuckles like inches over your knuckles, you should. I don't. I don't see how you can justify seeing the fingers. Just don't. It's not logic to me. Well, I'll tell you this, man. Because uh, like I said, we got a debate coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, you're welcome to come back on next week and uh, bring bring your evidence. Like, so you're gonna do some research. We welcome sure. that. Um, if you have a laptop, it'd be easier. You could share the screen. I'll put on whatever it is that you want to put on the screen, and you could display it any way you like. Um, but I want to thank you for your time, man. And um, next week, if you're good, man, we're, we'll do it again. Yeah, just have Absolutely. a fight, man. This will be your, this will be over. Just make the fight already. Right. All right, y'all. <laughs> we want to see it too, man. We want to see it too. So thanks for your time, man. Appreciate you. I want to see Trojan. I think Wilder has a better chance than people think. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. So, real quickly, I'm going to send the link here to Haplotype and Calix so they can come on and talk oh, about boy. this this Carl Frotch <laughs> joke. By, by the way, I just want to throw this out there to people. I, I know I get animated and all that, man. Dude, I'm dragon style. Like, it's just the way it is. It's the way I talk, dude. Okay. Like, people, oh, why are you getting emotional? There ain't no emotion here, brother. Okay. It's passion. <laughs> I'm passionate about the sport. I'm not emotional about the sport. That's the difference. Right. So the links are sent to uh, I'm just to Calix like, and Haplo. 
I'm going to go ahead and, and text them as well to let them know that the links are sent to them. But I want to ask you guys this before we get them on. The title says, European fighters are Euro bums when it's convenient. Uh, <laughs> I want to say this, man. You know, people uh, like to say that Euro bum. They like to toss that term around. But for some reason, when, you know, the guys that they like fight European guys who are, let's just say, not as good as some of the guys that they call Euro bums, you know, uh, you know, that term goes away, you know. <laughs> uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that, man? Cook wrong. I, well, 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 here's what I got to say. Uh, I would ask him to define what a Euro bum is, and then I would ask him to separate it from racism. Since they're very right. big, they're big on racism. I would ask him to give me the definition of what a Euro bomb is. And then at the same time, do so without sounding racist. Right. Um, because it would make no sense. The explanation they would give us, it would be very ambiguous. It would not have no true foundation. Right. And then at the end of the day, we've had plenty of European world-class uh, fighters and champions in the same fashion in which we've had in America, right? Just because you don't live in Europe and you don't get to tune into European boxing channels and you don't get to know all of the European uh, uh, um, um, active fighters, that doesn't mean that they are bombs, okay? That's a misconception that people go around here thinking that boxing is an American thing when boxing didn't even start it in America. But 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 that's not it. that's not just it. Eurobombs when they're fighting Canelo. Eurobombs when they're fighting a Latino. Excellent opposition and great fighter when they're fighting Chalos, when they're yep. fighting Demetrius Andrade, when they're fighting one of their uh, uh, kings or whatever the case might be. Right? Now, imagine this. Imagine if I say, man... I'm so sick and tired of seeing Ranger in the ring with a bunch of Mexican bombs. I'm so sick and tired of seeing Ranger in the ring with a bunch of black bombs. Mm -hmm. Oh, damn, Rangers. I'm, dude, that's racist. So why isn't Eurobomb racist? Right. Why right. isn't Eurobomb racist and define what a Eurobomb is? Right? So, hey, man. Sometimes we get we get to like into a phrase because it sounds good and it makes us it makes us sound cool or whatever. But words have meaning and meaning carry on consequences. Right. So when those consequences are reversed to you, don't be calling it racist, specifically when you're the first one that's being racist. How about this? How about this? How about this? And I'm going to and I'm going to I'm going to um, how about you start putting in the work? How about you start? doing what it takes to put yourself next to Canelo, right? The guy that is not that good in your opinion, but somehow your boy's career cannot go on without him, <laughs> right? Without him, right? Uh, somehow the guy that's not even that good has captured two or three world titles in the span of three months. The guy that's not even that good is fighting three times in less than six months Man, I ain't, I don't even remember last time I saw your dudes. Anybody can yep. make the argument they're semi-retired, right? Right? Oh, but hold on. Eurobomb's not racist. It's just a terminology that's used to describe a European fighter that's not good. 
But why is it racist then if I was to flip it on you and say bunch of black bombs, bunch of Mexican bombs, bunch of whatever kind of bomb? I raise my case. <laughs> Raw set it on fire, man. D style, what are your thoughts on this, man? The Euro bum stuff. Well, it's like this, right? I guess it could depend on the context, I guess, of whoever says it, right? But at the end of the day, um, if somebody wants to talk about, like, like you know, if they say something about a style, like, oh, yeah, that old European style, kind of just, you know, straight up or whatever, although people still use that, it's effective, but that's not here or there. Um, what I could say is this. One, I don't like the term bomb in general, even though I am guilty of using an ass because I'm just one of those guys that was brought up and that's a term that was used to describe fighters we don't like or fighters that we don't think are good and stuff like that, you know. But but the, the more and more, you know, I, I, I talk about boxing on the internet with, with different people, right, um, the, the more I, I just don't like the term, right. The, the more I learn and educate myself about just the sport in general and what these fighters go through, I, I don't like the term bum, period. But make no mistake about it. Um, when you know Canelo is gonna fight a Billy Joe Saunders, and the term oh he's fighting a, another Euro another bum, Euro being, bum. Yeah, that, that's just problematic. Like I just feel like okay, well we know like any objective boxing fan analysis. Assist, uh, reporter, whoever, new media, old media, right? Any objective person will know that at the very least, Bill Joe Saunders is a good fighter, right? Like, I'm not even saying, hey, call him a great fighter or something. At the very least, can can at least recognize that he's got some pretty good movements and, and you know, has a quote-unquote style that, that realistically can give Canelo problems, right? At the very least, you know, I'm, I'm not even saying like be completely sold on that uh, or, or, or whatnot. But but I just don't like, you know, hearing that term used specifically when someone like Canelo is beating Europeans that are champions, reigning champions, have defended the belt several times, like a Smith. OK, like, like you know, Billy Joe Saunders, who he's about to fight. I just don't. It'll be one thing if it was only being used for like when he fought like like you know maybe some of the lower level guys from Europe, but it's not just being used for that by some people. I can't say everybody, but but it, it's just by some, right? Like uh, mm -hmm. one of G Funky's friends on Twitter is one of them, right? I just flat out called Billy Joe Saunders a Euro bum, you know, and I just don't understand why why that's a term being used then, but. By the way, Boots Ennis beat Lipinitz. I think that was an impressive win. All right. Great win. For but him, I yeah. don't see that term being used. One, because nope. the ones that never use it aren't using it. And those sort of guilty of using it are not using it. Now, all of a sudden, well, he's not a European. Can I say something real quick, G? Because it's very important. Sure, go ahead. Sure. I think I think some I think some people in the chat are misunderstanding what I'm saying. In fact, there's comments here that are saying that because Europeans have not been treated as something less than human beings. I advise people to look at actual world history and not just U.S. history. Where in world history, you're going to find people of all creeds and colors being treated as less than humans, being enslaved under certain kingdoms. Uh, um, dare I say, uh, when you go to world history, you're going to find a lot of 
white folks that I'm not going to say specifically. Well, there are they are in the United Kingdom as we speak. They were enslaved uh, decades, decade and a half past the abolition of slavery in America. So I'm, I'm, when I speak like that, I'm not I'm simply saying, why is it that if I was to say black bomb, Mexican bomb or whatever kind of bomb, people will call me a racist. Right. But when you say you're a bomb, that should not be called a racist. And up human beings in general. Right. Have been treated as less than human beings, depending on what part of the world you live in. And uh, when you do your research on world history, you can go to the Library of Congress. You can go pretty much to any library and take your time to do research. You're going to find a lot of people, not just uh, 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 black people that's been uh, enslaved. So the Taino Indians in the Caribbean islands. Right. right. As dogs. The Bacchanals treated as dogs. The Atuways treated as dogs. None of them were black. Yeah. And so we're I'm, slaves. I'm and we're saying, slaves, too. Yeah, I'm not saying this is a black thing. or I'm saying they call us racist. If we use the same terminology against them, why can't we call them racist when they use the terminology against other people? So it's not a mean right. thing. So, go ahead. And D-Style, just, just, just to go off of your point, uh, you're right. Somebody that I am friends with on Twitter uses that term a lot, especially when it comes to the guys who Canelo Alvarez fights. Uh, but then he's the same guy that comes on Sunday after he watches uh, Boots destroy Lippin. Yes, it's like, oh my God, this was the greatest thing I've ever seen. This guy is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm like, what happened to Europe? Can, can I just <laughs> let me finish my point though? Because I wasn't quite finished with my with my little uh, point. Here, but um, it, it's like this, okay? Um, if you one, like, I just think it's important. To know that not everyone that uses the term Eurobum means it like in that way. I, now there are some that do. Okay, keeping it real, but they're just it. I, I've seen Americans that aren't black use it, right? Saying Eurobum, like I, I have. You know what I mean? A lot of American fight fans. So I do think it's like a lot of it is like a, a like an American thing. To be honest, you know. Uh, is, is how I feel about it, you know, because I have seen it been used a lot. Like even like when, um, you know, when Kester was fighting here in the U.S., like a lot of, you know, I, I did see a lot of channels, right, of all types call, you know, Kester a bum and a Euro bum and stuff like that. So I, I could definitely see that. Like I, I don't think everyone goes that deep with it, to be honest. But that there is a, a disconnect or at least a, you know, uh, there's there isn't any consistency, I should say, with, with a lot of people, and when they choose those that do choose to use that term, when they use it, right? If it's a fighter you don't like beating the European, the Europeans are Eurobum. If it's a fighter you do like, since it 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 you know since it makes your fighter look better by by pumping up the European fighter, all of a sudden he's not a Eurobum. Oh, Lipinitz, I mean Lipinitz is no joke, ladies and gentlemen. Look at what 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 Boots did to him. Now, let me just actually, I actually agree with that. I don't think Lippin is a joke at all. And I think the win was impressive, right? But when Canelo destroys, you know, a, a, a Smith, you know, while I understand there's a difference because one's an up and comer and one's a champion, but again, Canelo was fighting a champion. I just think that was a good win. You know, I, I think that was a phenomenal win. And I think using the term Euro bomb for a Smith, 
was just uncalled for, in my opinion. I agree, because I, I mentioned this, right? The way it was explained to me by this particular person was, you know, you're a bum and someone, when they come over here, they lose. You know, well, last I checked, Lippinets came over here and lost to Mikey Garcia at 140 pounds. So, I mean, there's one one criteria. Not only that, this guy was never a champion. Lippinets, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Was he? did he ever have a belt, a real belt anywhere? No. Yet guys like, like you said, Smith, right, who was a unified champion at 168 pounds, undefeated, is a Euro bum. Billy Joe Saunders, who Canelo's getting ready to fight, two-time division uh, champion, undefeated, is a Euro bum. Uh, Sergey Kovalev was a bum, Euro bum, right? I mean, but 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 these guys aren't right. Dervianchenko, who was Charlo's best win, is not a is not a Euro bum. Oh, like, he's how a top. Times, yeah, how many times has he won a, a world title? And for those that are saying that there are oh. black fighters in Europe and, and Eurobomb represents European, name me how many black fighters have been called Eurobombs. None. Yeah. Why? Because none have fought Canelo. Because they're only Eurobombs when they go up against guys they don't like. Yeah, that's really what it is. And um, I asked the guy, here's the funny thing. I asked the guy, I said, well, what about Joshua? Kel Brook. Well, I like those guys. You know, like... <laughs> I mean, I mean, the last I checked, Anthony Joshua came here and lost all his belts, Andy Ruiz. But he's not a Euro <laughs> bum. Fuck out of here, man. Get the fuck out of here with that. You're so inconsistent with this bullshit, man. All right. No, no, I will say though that there is, and we had a discussion about this about the the stereotype that Europeans are soft and and you know you know softer anyway and and or high uh, I think it's yeah, we're waiting yeah. for half. I don't, I don't worry about <laughs> that. Yeah. But I just don't think it's that. It's my opinion. I don't think it's that deep like that. But uh, I just noticed like some inconsistencies. That's all. Very inconsistent, man. Very inconsistent. Callie, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. Y'all hear me in, good? Bro? Yeah, we hear you good? loud and clear, man. You want to chime in, bro, on this or? Uh... You want to cut a promo on Haplo? It's up to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, speaking of Eurobums, let's talk about some of Joe Calzaghe's opponents. <laughs> man, that sounds good. So, Haplo, man, we're oh, waiting on oh. you, brother. If not, we could get you on another time. But I'm going to give you the good. floor, uh, Calix. You go ahead and say what's on your mind, bro. No, man, I, I just – this group think over the years that Joe Calzaghe is a greater – um, had a greater legacy than Carl Frotch. I just don't buy it. I think it's wrong. And I can prove my point here. Um, look, we can bring up box rec. We all have box rec. We can all at least do that. All right. And one thing that bothers me about this is as fight fans, we all talk all the time about we want the best to fight the best. We all want the best fighters to bet the fight the best um, competition available. Yet we don't give the fighters credit who consistently do this. I saw this. It bothered me in 2019, the end of 2019. I saw the same type of thing happen between uh, when they were talking about fighter of the decade. Everybody was giving Floyd fighter of the decade. The guy fought, fought 10 times in a decade, only fought half the decade. Fought one of those fights against a guy who was zero and zero. Fought Andre Berto um, as a curtain call. And then Chocolatito fights 26 times in that decade. Wins 
um, wins um, uh, championships in three different weight classes, has 20 knockouts in that decade, twice as many knockouts as Floyd does, and he doesn't win fighter of the decade in a lot of people's eyes, and Floyd does. Okay, so as fight fans, we need to be consistent. If we want to see the best fight the best, um, we should be um, big upping the fighters who do this. And we should be putting down the fighters who do not do this. Okay, so let's look at Carl Frotch versus Joe Calzaghe. Okay, I'm going to give you the last 12 fights of Joe Calzaghe's career. And I'm going to do that for a reason. Okay, I'll, I'll state that reason in a minute. Okay, let's look at some of these names. Tucker Pudwill. Show <laughs> Yo, that name. Is Byron Mitchell. Byron Mitchell. Ger Mectrin. I don't know the. I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name. Kabari Salem. Mario Vate. Evans Ashira. Okay, that's half of the twelve right there. Okay, you know any of those guys? Nope. This is the last twelve of his day. These these are the guys. He is defending his title against the title he won, by the way, against an aged Chris Eubank. And by the way, I don't want to make, make this, this anti, anti uh, Joe Calzaghe thing because, because it's, it's not, not. I think Joe Calzaghe is a great fighter. Um, I think he's very deserving of the Hall of Fame, given the standards that the Hall of Fame we've given the Hall of Fame. I mean, Ricky Hatton's in there. So if Ricky Hatton's in there, Joe Calzaghe should be in there. I think Ricky Hatton's in there by any anyway, but. Um, my argument is if Calzaghe's in there, Carl Frotch should definitely be in there. More on that in a minute. But finally, his 41st fight of his career, I believe it is, 40, 41st, he beats Jeff Lacey. Now we can say that fight, that win has not aged well, but that was a good win at the time. Twenty-one. I think Jeff Lacey was undefeated at the time, 21-0. Yeah. I thought Jeff Lacey was going to beat him, to be honest with you. I'm <laughs> not going to sit up here and act like I didn't. <laughs> I'm not going to crap on that. That's a, that's a good. That was a good win at the time. I'm not going to crap on that. Um, then he fights Saki Obika. That's also a good win. Saki Obika was a, a a good fighter, good solid fighter. A lot of respect for Saki Obika. Then he goes back and fights Peter Manfredo. Look, I'm a contender fan, but Peter Manfredo at 168 eh, was never a top 10 168 pounder. Then he fights Mikel Kessler, which I think, all things considered, that's his greatest win. In my opinion, I think that was his best performance. Mikel Kessler was undefeated. Mikel Kessler bought it that night. I think that was a great fight. And that's another good win for Calzaghe. So I'm not bashing. I'm not here to bash Calzaghe. He has some good wins. But then he finishes it off with Hopkins, debatable win. But it is a win that aged well if we give him that win. And Roy Jones Jr. My argument is, okay, we're talking about who is the greatest fighter, great, the greater fighter, not who is the better fighter, because that's a subjective argument. Because I, I, if you say you think Joe Calzaghe beats Carl Frotch on activity, I get that. Completely understand it. But it's who has the better resume, who has the greater legacy. Now, I just named you those 12 right there. Right? And w- when we talk about Frotch versus Calzaghe, we always talk about who's greater at middle, super middleweight. Those last two fights were at light heavyweight. So the Hopkins win and the Roy Jones Jr. win, which I don't give him credit for the Roy Jones Jr. win. That wasn't Roy Jones Jr. But those two fights were at light heavyweight. Those were not at super middleweight. So that does not go towards Joe Calzaghe's legacy at super middleweight. So when we judge Joe Calzaghe at super middleweight, which is a young young division, but everybody's talking about Calzaghe being top one or two in the division, we're judging this guy off of 
basically a four-fight run right there. Jeff Lacey, Saki Obika, Peter Manfredo, and Mikel Kessler. Okay? So let's compare that with what the names I'm about to run off for you. Jean Pascal, Jermaine Taylor, Andre Durrell, Mikel Kessler, Arthur Abraham, Glenn Johnson, Andre Ward, Lucian Butte, Yusef Mack, Mikel Kessler again, and then George Groves twice. That's 12 tough fights back to back to back to back to back with no light touches. And by the way, his loss against Andre Ward, he comes back five months later and beats the guy, destroys the guy that was arguably number one in the division. Remember all the, the headlines before the super middleweight? Oh, the best fighter at 168 isn't even in the in the um isn't even in the tournament. I mean, Lucian Butte and Andre Ward were one and two. So he loses to arguably the number one guy and Andre Ward at the time, and then loses that fight five months later, comes back and fights the number two guy. He didn't take any light touches after that. And then he blasts him away. In that fight against Lucian Butte, that's arguably a better win than anything Joe Calzaghe did in his career. All right? So I'm naming all these fights back to back to back to back. Okay? So give me Joe Calzaghe's, give me Joe Calzaghe's best win. Is it Mikel Kessler? Is it Bernard Hopkins? Hopkins. I mean, Bernard Hopkins, was Hopkins. that light heavyweight? You think it's the Hopkins? Okay. I might say Hopkins too, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's say it's Hopkins, and I want record as it saying wasn't after a that fight. Day, but I, I hear you now. After that fight, I said both fighters lost because that was such a horrible fight. Um, but it's a fight that it, it aged well for him because Hopkins did some great things after that. But if if I'm naming off fighter after fighter after fighter that Frotch beat, you cannot even compare those two resumes. And you can say, oh, well, he lost the Andre Ward fight. Um, he lost the first Miguel Kessler fight, which was debatable. And then he avenged that loss. So Carl Frotch's only loss in his career, he was only bested by arguably the greatest super middleweight of all time in Andre Ward. And, and the scorecards were close, although I didn't think the fight was as close as the scorecards. He was one round away from a majority draw in that fight. I had it 116-112 for Andre Ward. Um, I thought Andre Ward was clearly the better fighter that night. But he was bested by the top super middleweight of all time in Andre Ward, and who's universally recognized as that anyway. So um, I keep seeing these things like, oh, it's Calzaghe. Oh, it's clearly Calzaghe. Show me how it's clearly Calzaghe. Because all you can do is argue a subjective argument. It's subjective. It's, oh, I just think Calzaghe's a better fighter. Oh, I think he would have, he was flashier. Oh, I think he would have, it's all eye test well, stuff. Dude, so, out. name me a big win this guy had in his first 40 fights. No, no, Chris Eubank, but Chris Eubank was I'm, I'm, I'm going to challenge to the debate now, and I want to know where, where is Hapnel type, because the dude comes on, like Hulk Hogan, like, yo, what you gonna do, brother? When I was a wild you, and he, and he wanted to like do do guitar like 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 challenge against G Funky and he like I mean the dude had all like like dude where is this dude at bro? That's what I want to know. Calvin Kelly, he's a shadow boxer by himself in the middle of the ring. 
I, I, I keep an open mind. So if, if Kaplow comes on next week and he, he brings up some good arguments, he brings up some good arguments. I'm not here as an anti-Calzaghi guy because I enjoyed Calzaghi. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed his style. What? Um, he has good wins. Come on here. Who he beat? He didn't beat nobody. And they'd be like, but I like the guy, though. Like, you, know, like, you like No, no, no. Answer because, <laughs> no because, honestly, because honestly, D Stop, the, um, the Hopkins win is a good, it, it aged well. I give him credit for the Lacey win, even though that one did age as well. He, he beat a young, undefeated fighter who a lot of people didn't think he would beat. Um, Saki Obika is a good win. Mikel Kessler was a very good win. Kel- Kessler was a very good fighter, especially at that point. Right. Um, but the, the two resumes, you just can't compare them. It's like if we're college football fans, it's like comparing Alabama to UCF. Me. It's like UCF it plays a weak schedule. So it, 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 it's easier to win the big games when you're facing a bunch of cupcakes in between. Right, Fred, right. But Fred, tough competition throughout his career. He did it mostly as an underdog. He won most of the fights. Um, and it's harder to look great when you're fighting top competition all the time. But here's my but. I agree with you. And this is what, what I was trying to get at last week, right? I agree with you that Carl Frotz has a better resume than Kalazaki. Mm-hmm. But if you put them both in the ring, Kalazaki would win. Frotz is too know? slow. He would not be able to keep up with him, brother. He would beat him in the ring. But how I'm do you know? Mano, Mano, he would beat Carl Frotz, is what I'm telling it's you. A- it's a fantasy. That's a fantasy matchup. Yeah, I mean, we don't it's know fantasy, for sure. That's a subjective argument. But how do you how do you know? Carl Frotch was the underdog against Jermaine Taylor. He was the underdog against John Pascal. Um, he was the underdog against Andre Ward, which rightfully so. He was the underdog both fights against Kessler. Um, he was the underdog against Arthur Abraham. He was underdog in all those. He was supposed to lose all those fights, but somehow he keeps exceeding expectations. So maybe, just maybe, we're not rating this guy properly. You know what's happening right now? Talix is in the middle of the ring, shadow boxing with his robe on. Like he's waiting for you, haplotype. Where you at, bro? You talked a lot of shit, bro. You came on like, like, like. I want Calix. It's easy work. I just need one round knockout, and then I'm gonna go after you, chief fucky. I'm gonna come after you, chief fucky. Like, like, what, what you gonna do, you brother? Can I bring up this point? Yeah, brother. I'm gonna come after you, brother. Brother, brother. I don't know brother. when's the last. Like, when's the last time y'all watched? Ward versus Frotch, because there's an important thing that happened in that fight. Ward fought the same exact fight he fought in the second fight um, against, um, why is his name escaping me? The second fight, his last fight of his career against um, Kovalev. The same exact fight where he walked Kovalev down and just destroyed him, went to the body. He fought the same exact fight, except Frotch didn't take a bet, and it wasn't the speed that killed Frotch in that fight. Everybody thought, oh, it was going to be the speed of Ward that killed him. It wasn't the speed. Well, I mean, I mean let's Ward not act like speed. Him down. If Ward was a little slower, it's not like he would have a harder time with him. You know what I'm just saying? <laughs> but I'm just saying it was not the speed. So everybody thinks Calzaghi is going to give Frotch so much. Fr- Frotch had reflexes, all right? So 
I don't think Calzaghe's slapping and, and activity was going to give Frotch all his problems. But once again, that's a Alex. subjective argument. We're talking about who has the greater legacy, especially at super middleweight. It's not even a question. But, 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 but Calix, who has a better legacy, Hopkins or Calzaghe? Overall, Hopkins. Yeah. Right, okay. he's, he's, I agree with you 100%. But not a super middleweight. Middle but but, but who won the fight? Who won the fight when they fought? I thought Hopkins won by about one point. I didn't see the fight. But it was, a, it was a, 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 but you didn't miss a thing. It was an awful, awful fight. Awful it, was, fight. it was closer than they made it seem. Let's put it that way. I remember watching it and listening to the commentary. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Like this fight is not that lopsided, <laughs> you know, although I did think Calzaghe won that fight. Um, but these style, you kind of just made my argument for me. It's like if Calzaghe, even if you say Calzaghe beats Frotch straight up, it's like the Mayweather versus Pacquiao argument. Um, Mayweather beats Pacquiao straight up, but I would argue that well, Pacquiao I mean, had better like, legacy. Like, and had the better career. Yeah, but, but both Mayweather and Pacquiao have good resumes. So, they do. Uh, no, no, I they agree do. with you. Like, like he has a better resume without a shadow of a doubt than Kalazaki. There's no doubt at all. For the so longest time, I don't care what any Kalazaki fan says. Okay, the best win on the resume, okay, of Kalazaki was Lacey for the longest time. All right. Mm-hmm. Then he finally he fought Kester. That was a good win for him, and he fought. Hopkins, and yes, he beat Roy Jones, but like everybody was beating Roy Jones at that time, you know. So, I was rooting for Roy that night, man. <laughs> I, I think Calix touched on a good point, uh, and, and it's and it's a, a, a separation of things here the fans often don't make because they've bitten into the undefeated. Um, into the undefeated uh, train, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, if you if you retire with an O, then you're the greatest of all time. No, you're not. Floyd Mayweather is great, my favorite boxer. But if you ask me, who's greater? Pacquiao's greater. Eight-time World Division World Champion, still active, fighting the best of the best, even in his own age, has won countless of fight in impressive fashion. Right? Who's greater? When it comes to boxing, Pacquiao. Well, why do you say that, Ranger? Can Floyd Mayweather say, I'm an eight-time division world champion? Mm, no. No. Can Pacquiao say that? Yes. Now, can Kalzaki say, I've achieved? Yes or no? Can, what you mean? Well, what was a, you know, I mean, do, do we really count the Barrera when it wasn't really a bout, but. Do we count the catch weight at 154? I don't know. It just depends, you know. Okay, eliminate. Can Floyd say he's seven? Can 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 Floyd say he's done it seven times? No, I mean I agree no. with you with that whole point. No, no, no. Now, when people say Kalzaki is this untouchable, le- no, I mean, congrats, you fought your your career. I, I'm glad to see you never lost. But no, look, we had a we had, I believe it was Alexis or something. One of you didn't even know who Kalzaki was. Right. A few people here didn't even know what Kalzaki was. We didn't even know who 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 some of the Kalzaki's opponents were. The best fighters in his resume were already 10 times past their prime. Let's be real. Let's put up. Let's put a Roy Jones Jr. Oh. in there. I, I, uh, Alexis on. didn't know who he was. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. All right. Just- so 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 here's the deal. Can you tell me that Kalzaki, because he retired undefeated, 
has a better legacy than 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 Hopkins? I don't think so. Hey, no, D D style. Can you honestly look at me and tell me that that Kyle Zaki had better resume and a and a greater legacy than Hopkins? Of course not. No, Hopkins way better resume. Roy Jones Jr. I I'll go with Roy. I, I think Roy has a better Wait. resume than Kyle Zaki. No, no, I agree and, with that. I'm just how about, how about legacy? How about legacy though? Of course, yeah, I, I definitely better legacy. But sometimes people seem to think that because you've retired undefeated, then you, hey, 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 you are boxing. You are the face no, of boxing. I mean, I, you know look, what I mean? I'm not saying you specifically. Was undefeated. Is, is he the best heavyweight of all time? No. No. Nope. You know what I mean? So, nope. so I'm just saying, you know, Peter Tolopo was undefeated. I think he is the best in his weight class. That's a different story. I think Finito Lopez is the best Mexican boxer of all time. I'll go to war with whoever tells me he's Chavez Senior. Mm. That sounds think, like a that sounds like a future show right there, baby. <laughs> I think, I think Finito Lopez is the best Mexican boxer of all time. I think he's the best professional. I think he's the best amateur boxer for Mexico of all times. I don't think he ever lost, right? He never lost as an amateur. Yeah. Never lost as a professional, but because I don't want to contradict myself, the difference is he didn't win his career fighting people that we just, oh, that dude was a bomb. He was involved in every single war you can think of, and he always found a way to come on top. Like, how many times do we remember Finito Lopez coming out of a fight where people were like, ah, oh, dude, you know, you know they just gave him that fight. How many times do you remember Finito Lopez going through that? I don't remember it. Never, never, <laughs> never. All of his fights were decided. Boom. I'm the man. Get out of here. Bring me the next one. And and he was smart because he decided to retire when somebody dropped him. A very good opponent dropped him. And then he's like, you know what? Yes, he's excellent. He shouldn't have dropped me. That just tells me my, my, my eyesight is messing with me. My reflex is not the same. I'm not the same fighter. I think it's time for me to go. And he still won the fight and he still knocked the dude out. But he was smart enough to know, look, I'm not the guy that sees it coming before they even think about it anymore. I've already done everything in boxing, so I'm out. No, I just think that um, here's, here's what I think, right? Um, obviously, I agree that, you know, Francis' resume is better than Kalazaki's. But what I will say, though, right, is that, I mean – he did come up short against Ward, but but that's like another conversation, right? Because now, now we're inserting Ward into the conversation because then the conversation becomes, well, Kalazagi didn't lose. Okay, but would Kalazagi have beaten Ward? Like if he had a hard time against an old Hopkins, right? Hmm, correct. Yeah, like, good question. Ward was a better, at that point, was a better version and would do a lot of the same things Hopkins did, right? I don't think Kalazagi beats Andre Ward. No shot now. I would I would favor Ward myself, although again, we'll never know because they never fought. I would say this though about Frotch, since we're talking about who he didn't beat. I don't think he beat Durrell either. I think he got some home cooking in that fight. Nah, what do you guys remember that fight? He won. I believe he won that fight. Um, yeah, Durrell was being too fucking negative in that fight for my liking. I just gotta be honest. With you. <laughs> like, dude, no, bro, like nobody's there to see you hug and hold. Like, like I get that. Like, look, you never have heard me ever complain about the way Ward would clinch. Okay, 
because there was something like 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 even Hopkins, like there was something cerebral about how they did it. Now I understand a lot of fans didn't like it. I'm not arguing that, but that there's that, and then there's like you're holding on for dear life and bending below the waist and and just literally jumping and holding the dude. Like that's fucking ridiculous, bro. Like he didn't want to fucking fight. There were a lot of you know, bad a lot of fans don't like fight. saying things like that. Everybody wants to be the dude that like, no, you need to understand boxing, man. I know, bro. Like, if you're literally just like literally holding on like every fucking time, like, nah, like I, I ain't cool with that. And and he was just he he was doing it in a way that just was too negative, you know, just for for my liking. Uh, was it was close, it. it was close, but I gave it to Fraj. And he was doing it at points in the fight where it didn't make sense. Like Andre Ward, if you watch him versus Frotch, he was doing the same things, but he was doing it tactically and it made sense. And he does it better. Darrell, he just did it just to do it, just to slow down the fight, make it sloppy. And to me, you don't give guy a guy points like that. I I, I agree with you. I thought Frotch won the fight, but it was pretty close. Um, but my whole point with this thing is I get tired of hearing boxing fans it's 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 almost like most boxing fans just complain just to complain because their actions don't back up what they're complaining about. I mean, I I just I just cited examples like if you really think Calzaghe has a better legacy than Carl Frotch and is a better a greater super middleweight than Carl Frotch, show me that on the resume. And if you're a guy who just goes off the eye test, then okay. You're being consistent. But if you're a guy who wants to see the best fight the best, how do you give Calzaghe the edge over Frotch? It's not even close. And then also, I it frustrated me to no end at the end of 2019 when people were having the conversations about the best fight of the decade. It's like, how do you give it to a guy? I understand he beat Canelo. Great win. I understand he beat Pacquiao. Great win. But he fought half the decade. He fought 10 times in the decade. And you have guys who fought up to 26 times in a decade and were doing special things with great wins of their own. And you're giving him the nod over these guys. Boxing fans do not back up what they talk about. Right. And that's why we keep getting slapped around um, like abused wives. So, so here's the deal too, um, because um so I keep seeing on the comment where people are trying to come up with, well, Pacquiao cherry picked this and cherry and, and Pacquiao did this and and he fought this catch weight. So has Mayweather ever been accused of being a cherry picker? Has Mayweather ever fought catch weights? Has Mayweather ever picked yeah. up easy belts? Juan Manuel Marquez. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, what are we talking about here, man? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, one had a greater legacy than the other. Oh, hey, don't even go. McGregor's supposed to be this, you know, whatever, you know. Hey, man, hey, let's stop digging for gold where there is no gold. At the end of the day, regardless of how many cherry picks they fought, one had a greater record. He did catch, like, I agree with everything you're saying, Raw, except one thing. He did catch Morales, like, tail end. You got to give me Morales. You know what I mean? It was a little weird. (laughs) But not Barrera. But I just find it funny how 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 I say Pacquiao had a greater legacy, and then all of a sudden people is going through through the the the, the rubbles to find a cherry pick 
uh, a catch weight, an easy belt. And I'm like, okay, so you're accusing pretty much Pacquiao of the very thing Mayweather has been accused multiple times of, right? Well, you're what right about do? that because another, like the Cotto thing, right? Well, he did it to Canelo, right? Yeah. Like Pacquiao did it to Cotto, but, you know, Mayweather did it to Canelo, like the catch weight thing. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, no doubt about that. Um, and, and, you know, that that's that that's true. Yeah. And one one last thing to uh, piggy bank off piggyback off that is just because you say Pacquiao has a greater legacy, that doesn't mean you're devaluing what Mayweather did. Mayweather okay. did special things too, and that's what I'm. That's the point I'm making about Calzaghe. I, I just look at things. You say it all the time, D style. It is what it is. I just look at the resumes, and I say, Calzaghe had a great career. I do think. Based off of the guys they're letting in, Calzaghe does deserve Hall of Fame. Um, he was a special talent. He was a flashy fighter. He was fun to watch. He was great for boxing, especially overseas. Um, I just look at the two, and I say Calzaghe's um, lane to become to greatness was much easier than what Carl Froch had to go through to get his greatness. And it's let easier let to look great you. and flashy when you're facing – the first 40 fights of your career, you don't have any big, big wins. Yeah. Like if we go over it here, just from 2008 to 2014, I mean, it is a hell of a run. I mean, no doubt about that. Like one has to ask themselves, what Calizaghi have come out undefeated fighting these guys? John Pascal, Jermaine Tater, Andre Durrell, Mikel Kessler, Arthur Abraham, Glenn Johnson, Andre Ward, Lucien Butte, Yusuf Mack, Kessler, again, George Groves, George Groves. I know he comes out with it with an O. That, that, that's, and that's my exact point is name a fighter in modern boxing who has 12 straight fights like that. All right, we can argue about Calza, uh, uh, Frotch's talent level, all this stuff, but I don't think anybody went on a run like that where 12 straight, 12 straight. I mean, pretty much everybody has light touches in between, but you got 12 straight like that. Who else has that? It's hard to look good. When you're fighting murderers, role like that, yeah, yeah. I, I, I will say, uh, Errol Spence, uh, you know, Cal Brook, Peterson, Garcia, Porter, and then Garcia again. I mean, that's that's pretty. But how many times so a year is Errol Spence fighting? Is he fighting like once a year? That I mean, I don't. I mean, right now those guys. The only the only thing we know is that they fought. Recently, we may not see them for another six, seven months. But I just want to make it real clear to the chat. In my book, Floyd and Pacquiao fight 10 times. I got Floyd winning 10 times. That's not what I'm saying, people. Right. That's that. My, hear what I'm saying and separate the argument. I'm simply saying that although I think Mayweather's the better fighter, in my opinion, Mayweather beats him every single time. One had better accomplishments than the other. We should not mix the fact that I think that because this guy has earned more in his career, not money, you know, more achievements that automatically translate to him being a better technician or better boxer than Mayweather. No, that's not the case here. And, and, and people just lose their minds. I'm talking, look, for those of you that may think I'm a Mayweather hater, go back, go to my channel all the way back to 2008. You're going to see that that's my favorite boxer. I've defended the dude against that. The, the, remember, how many of you remember the famous uh, Pactart uh, uh, terminology? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
right? Pack packed I, I, in the flomo, the hardcore Mayweather fans, and the hardcore pack. So, so yeah. Galax is, is laughing because he knows what I'm talking about. This is old school YouTube for those yeah. of you who are like, oh, well, I've been here since for 12 years. I've been here since 2008 as well. I mean, guys, just relax. I'm not hating on Mayweather. I'm simply saying Pacquiao has a greater. And, uh, and by the way, Boxing is littered. Boxing history is littered with examples of fighter A beat fighter B, but fighter B is greater overall on the all-time list because he had a better career. Littered with that. I mean, right. you can name countless examples of that. So just because we say, oh, I think Calzaghe would um, destroy Carl Frotch, I'm saying look at look at the careers. Just look at nah, the careers. Especially, right especially if we're talking about super middleweight. And we're taking away the Bernard Hopkins uh, win because that happened at light heavyweight. Yo, let me tell you guys something right now, okay? Antonio Becerra is better <laughs> than Salvador Sanchez. He's better because he's <laughs> the one and 44 and one. All right? That's right. Because <laughs> he won. Calzag Calzaghe, man. What was it? 40, 48, 49 wins? What does he got? 46. 46 and all. Hey, 46 have tried. 46 have 46 tried. Have tried. <laughs> <laughs> you like him up, I beat him. Uh, <laughs> I have a quick question. No, but, but I will say this. Yeah, go ahead. So I, I, I understand it's genuinely believe that any fight Kalazagi would win, but I do agree that, that Frox has a better like resume for sure. Like, like, mm -hmm. th th there's no doubt about that. You know? That's a fair statement. That's a fair statement. I think it's a toss-up fight, but if it, I completely understand that, and that's a fair statement. But one thing, one quick thing off topic, speaking of Mayweather, how do y'all think, we're speaking of the O and the O must go and all this stuff, protect the O, if he had lost, let's say the judges judged that fight correctly against Castillo the first time, um, how do you think that would have impacted Mayweather's career? Going forward, well, let's first find out if everyone agrees. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think it would have impacted him uh, at all because you got to remember that was before Pretty Boy. Then came the era of uh, the era of Pretty Boy, and and he was destroying people left and right. And remember the, the the success with Mayweather is not so much his unique boxing skills; it's the fact that he was a master manipulator. Yes, he was. He knew how to manipulate people, get them to hate, get them to hate him. So that through that hate, he can hook you and get you to buy a pay-per-view, right? So I don't think it would have impacted him at all. You know, uh, it was early enough in his career. And then after that, you know, Pretty Boy went on to do a lot of things. And then he became Money May. And um, I, I don't think it would have uh, impacted. Now, it would have impacted the undefeated status. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I think he still would have been, uh, you know, up there. He was such a killer at 135. Oh, yeah. He was a killer. Oh, yeah. He was a different fighter. He was a different fighter for me back then. Got a lot more defensive as he moved up in weight. You know? Yeah, no, for sure. To answer your question, Calix, if the judges scored the first Maidan, which I honestly had to fight a draw. And a lot of people out in his YTBC shit had to fight a draw, or some even had Maidan winning, but. I don't have an issue with Mayweather winning, obviously. I mean, you could definitely score for him, but right. um, I don't see seven for Maidana personally. Like you know, but but either way, uh, if, let's say the judges would have just scored it a draw, right? 
it's no longer a perfect record, but would it impact Floyd as a fighter? In my opinion, no. You know, if if they robbed them that night against, you know, Canelo, right? Like, you know, and it, they called it a draw for Canelo. It wouldn't impact Floyd as a fighter at all. Like if, but again, if they did give that fight to Castillo, it wouldn't impact him at all. If, if anything, I mean, it kind of is a redemption story for him because people were kind of saying he lost, but then he came back and he avenged it. He showed that he could go back to drawing board, come back and avenge, yeah. you know, what many thought was a loss, right? But the story would have just been different. Like, yeah, he lost, but he came back and he avenged his loss. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't think it would have impacted him at all. If anything, I think people make too much of the loss. I mean, of the of the Al column a little too much, you know, it matters. Don't get me wrong. Winning losers, but, but people make too much of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that guy lost though. It's such an easy, like lazy thing to say, you know what I mean? Like, I hate that. But but he lost four times though. Like, it's just like, again, lazy thinking that there's a blueprint to beat him. Well, you know what happens with blueprints, right? Like, you know, there's a blueprint for anything, right? It, It could be fixed. Right, they a fighter can go back, fix it, and then they're no longer. You think Salvador Sancho was the same fighter after he lost early in his career? No, was Hopkins the same fighter when he lost his debut? No, the, you know what I guess people put after, some after he lost to Mayweather, was he the, was he the same? No, no, no. He made a hell of an adjustment to his to 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 his career, to the way he looked at business, and to the way he fought. Right. And look at and look at the results. So I don't always think I don't always think a defeat is necessarily going to change a boxer's legacy. Uh, I think that's more something that's been um, harvested and, and, and used on the on the Mayweather fans that are like, well, but, 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 but he's got one loss. So, you know, well, well look at Mayweather. He lost. So. Yeah, the reason I bring that up. The dude's a bronze. We have a bronze medalist talking about how he never lost. You know what I mean? Like I get that's well, the amateurs, right? Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't think it would have affected Floyd either. Um, he was just, he was just a special, special fighter, you know. And it, I don't think now, it would have changed right now, anything. He, he can't, like, he can't fuck with Sugar Ray Robinson. I can tell you that right now. You know, no, because ain't no way to do that. Let me just, just by this alone, like, like, look. Let me reword that, right? What would happen in a one-on-one fight? None of us know, right? It goes back to the fact. I think Robinson would win. A Mayweather fan, right? It's going to say Mayweather, whatever, right? But, like, legacy-wise, you can't touch him, bro. Like, he just can't. Like, look, I think it's more likely Robinson comes to this era, right? Gets to watch film in HD, study his opponent, has a full training camp, fights only twice a year, maybe once a year, and he goes 50-0, and 0, right? And gets to end his Easy. career at 50 against a Conor McGregor, just to put the little cherry on top. What do you think a Ray Robinson would be doing <laughs> to a Marcos Maidana, bro? Like, he would knock that dude out! But anyway, he would knock him back to the 50s, and Maidana would be the one we'll be talking about in the 50s. But either way, not to. Uh, I don't see Mayweather. Mayweather's hands are too brittle, bro. No. Okay, or the pewter gloves, bro. They didn't, those didn't exist back then. All right. <laughs> okay, with right. Those, with those raggedy ass gloves back then and shit, you have to wear those gloves, horsehair gloves. You know, Robinson had three fights that that I could find that had six ounce gloves. All right, 
going 15 rounds hard? Come on, man. Ain't no way. His hands were too brittle. He, he, his body was already, like, giving away. He had shoulder problems. Like, ain't no way, bro, he could, he could go through a schedule like that. Ain't no way. Period. I think it's Dude, just, just imagine – Imagine Ray Robinson. With just the ev- just the evolution of of the sport itself, like the the technology, like you said, the gloves, uh, all the equipment, the the science behind everything. Now the supplements, the vitamins, all that good shit. You know the strength and conditioning coaches. They didn't have that shit back then. You know, there's like go run, come hit the bag, spar, you're done for the day. You know, like it wasn't nothing like that. Um, he uh, comes put, up, this put, up, uh, put up outside the rope comment. Put up outside the rope comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Haplo. Well, you it's know tight. what? Hey, yo, look, look, the re- reason I'm being rough because dude, this is what dude was saying. Oh, I took on three hey. and one, and I made these style run and, and bring it on. Yeah. Now it's easy work. And you know what? Funky, I'm coming for you. I'm going to bring my guitar, bro. Where's the guitar, bro? Hey, play something for me, Haplo. Play something hey, he, for me, Haplo. He was talking mad greasy to me last last week in the chat. So I'm like, all right, let's let's do it. Let's do it. I was even here to with an open mind. Like, oh man, let's just have a discussion. Hey. We don't even have to have a debate. Come on, Haplo. I know he's gonna watch this, and uh, he might even be lurking out there watching the chat. He is probably. Hey, hey. Haplo, come Haplo. on, man. I'm willing to come back next week. I'm he's willing to come back. He's stroking his cat. That's what he's doing. He's he's stroking his cat. <laughs> you know, you know what else people forgot to say about um, you know, Ray Robinson is I mean, you know, back then they didn't use the term undisputed like that because it was just one undisputed champ. You know, like there was he was the champ of welterweight, he was the champ of middleweight. Okay, that's number one. But but I mean, could you just imagine Ray Robinson with day before weigh-ins, okay? Yeah. And Dehydrating. If you look at his whole career, and he gets to pick one out of the four, maybe five champions. Like, dude, like this guy would be a champion at 135, 140, 147, 154, 160, okay, 168. Make no mistake about that. That division didn't exist then. He was beating up Maxim, but then, you know, the, the sun got to him, right? But if he got to pick out of four light heavyweights, he would easily become a champion. Right, it's 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 there's it no comparison, ladies and gentlemen. Just, so 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 I got remember when uh G Funk remember when I had my 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 entrance channel at Cuba before I before I opened yeah. Raw Boxing TV, I said once in that video because I was kind of tired already back in two thousand and nine two thousand and ten I was kind of tired of you know intercontinental champion of the world, uh, you know this champion this <laughs> I, I was like why can't wild, we, Alex. Why, 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 why can't we make boxing great again and just one belt, one belt for yeah. division. Right? I'm, I'm even okay at, at this point getting it down to four and then throwing the ring too. I'm I'm getting it down to handful would be nice for me now. Okay, correct, Alex. But 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 my point is this: Can you imagine if everybody was after that one yeah. single yeah. piece of metal, right? Mm-hmm. Because now what you're doing is you're allowing this guy to become a champ. This guy to become a champ, and then this guy tells this guy, "Well, I'm the champ of the WBO. Well, I'm the champion of WBF. Uh, I'm the champion of this and this and that. And well, I ain't gotta fight you. Well, and, and then it's like, okay, so when are we gonna see champ versus champ? But if there was one piece of metal, like the Olympics, like that one gold medal, boy, let me tell you something, man. This is boxing. 
Correct. If we can have right? Thanos, <laughs> if we can have Thanos hands as the price in boxing instead of fifty-eight hey, different belts. That's hey, real chance that. right there. That's oh, real keep, chance. Keep it up. Hey, keep it up. Hey, I'm gonna put you on this big screen. Keep it up. That's hey, real chance right there. Stop flashing that, man. I was kind of hurt that you want that, and not me. Just stop. poster gate. Poster gate. Poster gate, man. Cheer up! Cheer up! Look! Look! This is this is the WBA. WBA Super, WBO, IBA. <laughs> and they love the green, your... man. The green for the for the WBC. You know what I mean? And it ain't no room for the for the other belt. Oh, 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 don't forget the franchise right here. Look at this. <laughs> hey, remember when Shane Sugar Shane had uh he won the fight and they asked him about Floyd and he said he had to fix his tooth or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. But you know what? I agree with ropes here, man. I think a lightweight version of Shane. That that version was a lot better. Yeah, uh, I, I you think know, the Shane that, that first moved up, the Shane that first moved up to fight the player, like at light at welterweight, that Shane at welterweight, I think gives Floyd a lot of problems, no doubt. Yeah, well, I just want to say this, man, because it's almost time to wrap this thing up. Haplo, you know, to his defense, you know, he did tell me he was in the middle of moving and that he might not make it. So, you know, we'll give him a pass, <laughs> but. Uh, just, just because I like to have a little fun, you know. I sent them the link. Calix showed up, and, and you know, Haplo saw that link, and he was like, "This hell no to the no 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 hell to the no hell to the no to the no 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 hell no no to the no no hell to the no no to the no 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 to the no no to the no 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 no." Hey, G Funky, can you do me one favor before this wraps up? Because uh, I know, just because I know Haplo hates it, he, he said so last week. Can you play the hardworking man video real quick? Do you have that? <laughs> D Styles got that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my son do a drawing for you guys, and then we're gonna we're gonna give it away. Look at my son's drawing. That's hey, man, look at that thing. Keep that that's up. Great. Let me put you on the solo. Hold on. Yeah, that's great. Oh man, that's some good work right there, man. Yeah. Yeah, Damn. I'm gonna have him do Thank some you. drawings. He, he's constantly working on it, and uh, I'll probably have him do something boxing oh, yeah. related, so we can have it as a giveaway at uh, here at the HCP. Hey, have him have him draw have him draw uh, Carl the Cobra Frock. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest super middleweight of all time. Greatest super middleweight of all time, huh? <laughs> have him draw D style boxing. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm talking about. Everybody's gonna want that poster, bro. Okay, record breaking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, but all seriousness though. <laughs> Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, shout out to that one time. He's a hard working man. He's moving furniture and, like, you know what I mean? Like, no, what he's doing while he's listening. To his defense, he also came to my channel yesterday. He explained to me he had just sold his house. He had two weeks to move out. And it's hard because he'd been in that house for 20 years and it's, he's trying to wrap 
of the idea of moving. So I, you know, let's let's be good with him. Let's be good with him. You know, you know what? I'm going to give him some time. I'll give him a couple of weeks and then I want to invite him to my channel as well. And we'll have a long debate on this amongst Appreciate other it. things. Because I, I just think one last point, I think this is the time, especially where we need to give props to fighters who fought tough competition and, and, and constantly test themselves. Because look at the super middleweight division right now. All these fighters are waiting for a Canelo fight to fall in their lap as they just sit back. And when they do fight, they fight tomato cans um, and they're waiting for the Canelo fight to fall in their lap. So we need to give props to the fighters who fought top competition and be consistent. Absolutely. I agree 100 percent, man. And uh, before we wrap things up, I want to say this uh, next week, very special week. Um we're going to have some guests on, but for me on this end here on G funk, uh, G funky boxing next week, we're going to have a glove expert from Everlast. Ernesto Gavion will be here. And believe me, we're going to talk some stuff, man. <laughs> we're going to get some answers. <laughs> all right. There's a lot of glove gate stuff still going on. I don't know why, but you know, <laughs> I feel like we've already destroyed this thing, but we still got people out here saying things about the gloves. The man understands the technology that goes into these gloves everlast. And that's the glove that fury wore in the first wilder fight was everlast MX horse haired gloves. So he will be here. We will talk about that, among other things. But um, make sure that you guys are there for that one, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's see. <laughs> Andre says, G-Funk versus Half-Long Guitar. Oh, dude, no, I'm not playing no Stevie Ray. He said he could play the Stevie Ray, bro. You know, I uh, Stop. I barely I barely have any time to practice myself, man. So Here's the question. Look, look, look. Here's the question, and, though. Instead of going play- at it. With the guitars, how how about you make a you know HCP theme with the guitars? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I think that's more productive. My and I want to see yeah. him play Brooks and Dunn, hardworking man. That's what I want to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, by the way, by the the way. way. I don't think hey, people are getting tired of the song, but but hey, hey the hardworking man. I just want to know who the fuck wears a steel hard hat. You know what I mean? Because Raider Man made a great point at the time. I thought they were made of aluminum, but hey, aluminum, right? <laughs> like steel, like bro, your neck, brother. Like my like, goddamn, imagine wearing a steel hat the whole day, like your fucking neck and shit. Dude, you'll you know? you'll never be knocked out with that thick ass neck you'd have wearing a, a steel hard hat every day, <laughs> you know. And, and, but, uh, and best believe, uh, here on ATP, we are advocates of free speech. Here on ATP, okay. Facts. Everyone could come on here now. Now, granted, if you come here, these style disagrees with you, you're gonna get it now, okay. If you, if you can't take the smoke, you can't take the heat of the dragon, and that's another story. But okay, I'm a kitchen. tamed dragon. Twenty twenty one, I'm a tamed dragon, okay. But but nonetheless, uh, you know, we uh, appreciate everybody that comes on. In all seriousness, shout out to yeah, the yeah, we absolutely do. And uh, <laughs> what I want you guys to do: put links to your channel, Raw, uh, Calix. You know, if you can, oh, throw them in the chat, bro. Right. There's this the four fingers right there. On. Look, look at the knuckles, bro. That's what it was. He's wearing the fucking thing, no shit under the glove, bro. Explain yeah, that. You can see the four. Look at this. It looks just think, like it, right? I think they just added another belt for Canelo for this next Holy fight, right? Shit, yeah, the, the, they did. I can't remember what it's called now, though, but they sure did, you know? <laughs> yeah, but they did. How about that right there? You know, we'll, so guys will have some explaining to do there with that one. 
but yeah. you know, again, make sure you guys subscribe to Raw Boxing TV. Make sure you subscribe to Calix Boxing 2.0. These are OGs, man. All four of us, all OGs, 10 years plus, all of us here on YouTube, man. So, you know, we're doing our thing here, between, man. You know, I mean, you know just took a couple how, how long was your break? How long was your break, Calix? How long you took a break for? That's a multiple long breaks. So, <laughs> I, took, I took a few, but my longest was six years. Yeah, mm. I had one about that long. Yeah, six years. Mine was close to three. It was like a little under three when my daughter was born. And then I came back and D-Style was like, yo, going to do a show and the rest is history. <laughs> I tried them from the grave, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I mean, I tried them out of the grave. Like, hey, talk boxing. I'm done with the sport. Like, get over here. Like, you know what I mean? And, 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 <laughs> I was like Undertaker and Mankind of the grave, coming out of the grave. <laughs> It's good times, man. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pass the baton, man, the mic around. Uh, you guys can give your last yeah. thoughts. I'll, I'll go to Raw first because I know Calix is going to cut a nice promo before we're out of here. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> so, Raw, go ahead, bro. <laughs> now, first of all, thank you for having me here once again. Uh, for those of you that want to check me out, you can follow me on any of my social media. Same name, all together, one word, Raw Boxing TV. I'm also on Twitch. Sub subscribe and follow me there as well. I live stream. When I live stream in my channel, I'm also live streaming on Twitch at the same time. So um, check me out on that. Um, I don't always um, speak in the way people want me to speak. And, but uh, that's why I named my channel Raw, because um, I'm not going to allow myself to be conformed to what other people uh, want me to do. Um, otherwise, I'm not being honest with you guys. And uh, that's just it. That's, that's the only thing I can say. There you have it, man. If you want that raw, uncut, you go to Raw Boxing TV. Calix, it's time, baby. Let's hear that promo, man. We're ready next week. Let's go. Haplo, where are you, Haplo? I know you're lurking over there in the chat. I know he's lurking. I know he's lurking. He wasn't ready tonight. He just wasn't ready. He said he had to be debate ready. He wasn't debate ready. Look, you always have to be debate ready. You always have to be on 10 ready to go. All right. So he just didn't have an argument. That's all it comes down to. He didn't. There is no argument for Calzaghe over Frotch at the end of the day, as far as legacy. So and I'll put the nail in the um, coffin right now for him. As far as Frotch is, um, did did Joe Calzaghe have a dime piece ringside, ringside yelling at the top of her lungs <laughs> for him throughout right. every single second of every single fight? Like my boy uh, Carl Frotch did with this girl Rachel. No, he didn't. All right, so he had the baddest chick in the game wearing his wearing his chain. All right, Frotch was just the man, man. He was the Cobra. He was the Cobra. He's ready to strike at all times. So just like me. So look, Haplo, he wasn't ready tonight. He wasn't ready. But Haplo, I'll be here next week if you need me. I'll be here the week after. All right. I'm a hardworking man. I'm a hardworking man. Hit me one more time, bro. Hit me one more time. He needs some milk. Hyplo, <laughs> what happened? I thought you were moving. You were coming to a, to this show to uh to 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 battle with Calix. You know what happened? I broke my back. <laughs> what do you mean by that? You my broke back is broken. What uh, a vertebrae or or well, what portion? Spinal. <laughs> Yo, he picked up the shit. Oh, my back! <laughs> I was picking up the box. 
and I broke my back. My spinal. I broke my back. And when I broke my back, I dropped my guitar and I broke my guitar. You know, I broke it all. So that's what I couldn't do it. That's, I swear, that's one of the funniest post-fight interviews I've ever heard, by the way. I broke my back. What part? Spinal. Here's another OG, man, who, who popped up tonight outside the ropes, man. Uh, OG from way back. I remember back when I first started. One of the channels I subscribed to back then was Outside the Ropes. Good to see you, man. I, mean, I know you haven't been as active, but, uh, you know, hey, if you want to jump on, bro. Uh, hold on, let me put my email up here for you. Hey, yo, and by the way, Outside the Rope, I'm good, man. I ain't get offended. I mean, you you are allowed to have your own opinion, bro. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't never want to be involved in a, in a in a panel where we're going to agree 100% of the time on 100% of the topics we touch on. Some days, inevitably, we will. Some other days, look, me me and D-Style don't agree on everything. I'm sure G-Funky and I don't agree. I'm sure Calix and I don't agree. So, I mean, no, nah, I, mean, I don't take nothing personal, man. We good, brother. We are so good. And one Absolutely. last point. One last point. I'm going to read the names again. John Pascal, Jermaine Taylor, Andre Durrell, Mikel Kessler, Arthur Abraham, Glenn Johnson, Andre Ward, Lucian Butte, Yusef Mack, Mikel Kessler, George Groves twice. Stop it. Nobody's he run ready. through that 12. Boom. He wasn't ready. Stop it. <laughs> hey, uh, D-style, bro. Go ahead and give some final words, man. <laughs> Where you at, bro? Like, what, what, what happened, bro? Like, what, what, what happened with Abdul Tide, bro? Like, you can't. He wasn't ready to. He wasn't like, ready. Like, dude, he, he called in angry. I don't know why he was angry at G Funky, but he's like, <laughs> like, you don't know how to play guitar. Like, like you know, like whoa, like you know, like, and, and then he's like saying he's gonna bring his guitar. He's gonna come, come with his guitar. Yeah, like he was gonna come with like the honky tonk man with the guitar out and stuff. You know what I mean? He's gonna show up. <laughs> and he hit me from behind. Uh huh. I'm all shook up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My uh-huh. name is Pablo uh-huh. Type. Hey, uh-huh. but, but hey. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Anyway, but but in all seriousness, <laughs> in all seriousness, okay. Look, I just want to know. I just want to know. Why the Thanos glove is under the gloves? That that's that's that that's a new thing for you guys to think about. And, and and you know what I mean? Like the evidence is there. Just putting that out there. But but in, but in all seriousness, though, I know I've said that like five times, and I don't say something serious. But tomorrow roundtable, be there, be square. Show's gonna be fire, man. I'm telling you right now. Okay, so, some great topics, you know, coming up and all that good stuff, you know. And also next week, I can't say. Who's going to come on? Because I like to make sure things are confirmed, right? So we're working on a guest, and uh, should be a great guest. We already have one as it is. But get ready for a super show next week. You know what I mean? A nice super show. We're going to go uncensored, and then we're going to have ATP podcast right after that. So Tuesday next week is where it's at on ATP. Big shows for ATP next week. I'm going to ask all you guys on the panel, stick around when I end this live. I just want to, you know, Ask you guys something real quick before you leave. But um, it was always great to have all you guys on. Raw Boxing TV, Calix, D-Style Boxing. And credit to our guest also, D, who showed up, who came on with a difference of opinion. And we welcome that here, man. You see, we don't get disrespectful. We don't mute. We don't make personal attacks. None of that. And thank all you guys in the chat. Make sure you hit my like button. All right? Don't forget to do that. And also, if you come across this video and you're new, 
Hit the subscribe button, notification bell. So you never time. We're live on Uncensored, man, every Wednesday, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. So for the panel, this is G Funk of HCP. We're out. See you guys on the next one.